on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. Steven Dorf can staple his stomach <laughs> together and then have a full-on fight scene. He's, I don't care what you say. <laughs> he's got he's got the power of blue e-cigarettes <laughs> coursing through his veins. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. episode 315 welcome back to the buzzkill podcast for today we learn what happens when the tables get turned and the ingressors go from bad guys to sad guys oh the sad guys poor little fella just a couple sad guys a couple real sad boys (laughs) what's going on guys i am mike i am the world-renowned pretzel jim our featured pretzologist pretzologist the pretz the, the the not Miss Pretzel, if you're nasty. Yeah. 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 (laughs) What's up, dude? Not a whole lot. How are you, sir? Good, man. How have you been? Good, good, good. Good. How's How's, life? How's... Ooh, I was... Jinx. Were you just about to say... We didn't actually say it, so it's not a jinx. Fucking... Yeah, goddammit. It's been too long. You forget the rules of jinx. I do. I'm reminded of them daily because my daughter learned it somehow. <laughs> you got to teach your daughter the, the asshole symbol next so that she can just go around and then start hating you every time you look Punching at it. Punching people? Yeah. You're not allowed to make that symbol anymore. Well, you're not. Why not? Because uh, some people say that it means white power. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, assholes are white power people, typically speaking. So, that it's, makes sense. It's like, because look, if you hold it like this, yeah, that makes a W oh, and that makes a P. No, it's a B. No, I, I, I know. I know it's bullshit, but the world is bullshit it used currently. It just mean like, okay. It means, it. all right. It still means that. It still means okay. Like if you're. Like white power is okay. If you're a. <laughs> are you trying to say white power is okay? <laughs> is that what you're saying right Pretzel now? Pretzel Jim, is that what you're saying? Uh, no, it still means okay. Yeah. It still means everything's fine and dandy. It's also a fun game to play where if you hold it down in a picture, you it's get to punch the, somebody if they look at it. It's the circle game. It's a circle game. Yeah, there it's yeah, not to was, be confused with the other circle game where you sit in a circle and there's a there's a keep rolling, rolling, yeah. rolling, rolling. Yeah. If and you, you know, specifically you know. have to listen to Limp Biscuit during that <laughs> particular circle game. Yeah, no, I it's I it's I think it started as a like literally as like a troll, like one of those 4chan bullshit things or something like that. Like somebody sure. was just like, you know that means white power, right? And then it turned into like a getting passed all over the internet saying you can't make this hand symbol anymore and then there would be there would just be like a picture of some famous person like maybe saying okay to somebody else or maybe yeah. like sometimes you just like sometimes your hand just makes that shape you know do you see it oh it's my al- god illuminatus illuminatus no it's not illuminatis <laughs> it's the fucking white supremacist dude. well well i mean depending on who you ask that's one and the same no, like, Con- like Kanye. No, because Jay Z is part uh, of the Illuminati, and so is Beyonce. Yeah, they they're not white supremacists. But then so is Kanye, and I can see Kanye putting on a KKK hood and going to a Klan rally. <laughs> so, I mean, I, what's the difference here? <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, just saying. Um, um, yeah, yeah. How's your week, been, sir? Uh, everything's been okay. A okay. A okay, buddy. How about you? What have you been up to? Why are you winking at me? What? <laughs> Illuminati! Illuminati. 
Uh, nothing. It's been a week. It's uh, it's been just a, a regular. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a, a regular week. Yep, it's been a fucking Joe six pack kind of week. Just I regular. I did something today. What'd you do? Okay, so I have um. No, yeah, Mike's talking about wedding stuff again. <sighs> now this actually does. This actually does go into a fun story. We okay. we I took the day off yesterday from work uh to get some shit done, get some ball rolling, rolling on some stuff, and I have engagement photos in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. So I've had this mop on my head. Yeah. For a good long while, it's just been growing all nilly willy for willy nilly willy nilly. I always turns. do it backwards. Yeah. Whatever. It's been growing just literally for two years without it being lined up, cut, nothing. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, okay, I got engagement photos coming up. I should probably at least get it trimmed just to make sure everything's on the up and up with it, so it doesn't. I don't look like a schlemiel in my uh, in my engagement photos. Well, so the problem is now you look like a schlemazel. Ah, and that's worse. It's better than a douche nozzle, though. <laughs> so, so we're out in Royal Oak or whatever, and I'm like, I don't know anyone to cut my hair. One of the reasons that I stopped cutting it was because I didn't really want to go see the person I was seeing before and whatnot. And I was, so I didn't have, I got someone in my back pocket to just go to. Yeah. And so we're like, we're in Royal Oak. It's fucking kitschy hipster USA. There's gotta be somebody that can cut long hair on a dude around here. Right. Mm-hmm. So we go into this place called union barber off main street and place looks really cool or whatever. Tell me, does my hair look any different to you? Uh, except for it's kind of, kind of feathered at the end. <laughs> you got kind of a, take your headphones off again. Take your headphones off, dude. Oh, it's not. It's that Scott bad. Stapp. You have a Scott Stapp haircut. Hundred <laughs> percent. Not a Scott Stapp. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? I paid a hundred dollars for a Scott Stapp cut. What? Yeah. Why? It was supposed to be one thing, ended up being something else. What I didn't it? want to create a scene. Some's like it is what it is. What was it supposed to be? It was supposed to be sixty. It ended up being oh so, no okay. So, I so, thought you were no. talking like the haircut was supposed to be one thing. No, no, no. Well, no. The, the, hair, the haircut price was supposed to be sixty. Yeah. And so I knew that was a little like more of the long cut, whatever. That's still, still a lot. <laughs> he charged me for seventy for whatever reason, and I didn't even realize it until after the fact. And then I was nice, so I tipped him twenty percent. So it ended up costing me nearly a hundred dollars, all said and done. Yikes, dude! Yeah, dude, he went full <laughs> on with like the hair dryer and the gigantic brush and like feathered it out, and like there was so much fucking volume to my hair. I looked, I looked like a fucking like nineteen seventies Fabio pinup. You hate voluminous hair. I hate it. I know this about oh, you. Oh, I hate it. You so used to much. wear a hat to get hat hair, yes. just so you wouldn't yes. have voluminous hair. Yes, I still do sometimes. Um. Yeah. That's ridiculous, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah. Just go. Why don't you go back to Berkeley Chop Shop again? I I, I that was on, It was on my list, but even still, there it would have been a cold call. They've never cut my hair, so I don't know exactly how I would even like them. Who cut your hair before uh, John's wedding? F- before John's wedding? Yeah. Um, I think Sarah. We went, I think Sarah was cutting my hair. Still, no, like, no. We all went to Berkeley Chop Shop yeah. and got our hair cut. Well, we only went there because because John took all the groomsmen there. Yeah. Yeah. Before did, that, though, did anybody cut your hair while you were there? Yeah. Shane, Ooh. Shane did. Oh, okay. and I didn't like it. Oh, I didn't care for it. Dude, go and see, I went back, and I actually did go, go back Ed. there. Ed's my boy. I went back there once, and I didn't like the cut because the guy cutting my hair was more was more worried about the conversation that he was having with the other barbers than he was concentrating on my head. I think and, I, I, and I ended up walking out with a bad haircut. I think I probably know who you're talking about. It was Shane. 
Oh, was it Shane? It was Shane, yeah. Oh, okay. I was yep. going to say there's another guy there who uh, he talks a lot. He's awesome. I like him a lot. He's really cool. Might be a very well dude, but if he's not paying attention to what he's doing on yeah. your head, like, come on. Sh- Shane has always... always pay attention And to if the head he ever fellas. listens to this, I apologize, but Shane has always struck me as sort of aloof. Like, he doesn't... He he really doesn't pay attention. And I'm sure he's a good barber. I've never actually had my hair cut by him. John still goes to see him. Ed uh Ed cut my hair before that, um before the wedding. I liked it. I yep. kept going back to him until I went bald. bald. But I still take my boy to go see him and he's awesome, dude. So he's speaking just, of he's just good people. Because I'm willing to put myself on blast because Let's be honest. That's what we do here, right? Okay. So I became an Instagram model for the day as well. Did you see these? <laughs> did, you, did you go to the page like, and look at all three Bro, of them? every single haircut <laughs> is that same haircut. I know, I know. It's hilarious. It doesn't look... Listen, here's the thing. It doesn't look terrible. No. It doesn't look terrible. Here's my problem. He exposed something at the top back of my hair. <gasps> Monkey butt. Are you th- are you sure it's not? Do you have a do you have a? Um, it might just be a thin spot, in fairness, and it might just be the fact that it was well, in the glaring sun. Everybody everybody but, has a, a particular hair pattern in yeah. the back. There's like the swirl, or there's the the wave, or the cowlick, or blah blah blah. Sure. If you have a particular sort of cowlick in just, the back of your head, it can that. just lay that way. But the thing so is, so you might not be going bald. Not that anybody gives a shit about my haircut for as long as we've been talking about Whatever, it. Whatever, dude. We're just talking. He he actually did, though, take out so much volume <laughs> like to my hair. Because it was thick. My hair was pretty thick before. Why would it's you... really thin now. It's like, super thin now. I, I'll never understand this. As a person who wishes I had hair still, <laughs> why, why would you thin out your hair? That makes no to, sense to, to me. To layer it because and 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 he and he, the thing is this. He, okay. So he why told would me you that layer going in. your hair. So he told me that going in. He goes. He goes. I told him. I'm like. I want to keep the length. Right. I just want to get everything lined up. Make sure everything's sitting sitting the right way. You know. I don't want to have uneven hair in mm-hmm. my engagement photos. And he's like, okay. Well, typically with you know hair like this, or whatever. You know, I'll I'll shape it a little bit. You know, because it just it needs it. Like it's a little untamed. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's fine. He goes. I might layer a couple little spots so it sits better. I'm like that's fine. Mm-hmm. And he turned me around because a lot of times they'll turn you around so that you're not looking at the mirror. Sure. And I'm like, I'm just trusting the process. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a good haircut person to begin with. I yeah. think every haircut looks bad on me. <laughs> like I do. I'm never happy with a haircut. Yeah. So I'm bad to begin with. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to question it. I'm just like, I'm going to let it go. I'm like, I'm trusting the process. Yeah. Well, this is what I fucking get. <laughs> It doesn't look no, bad. It doesn't look no, bad. No, it doesn't. Like I'll right, be fine, like but. right now, it looks exactly the same as it did yeah. last week. He goes, he goes, except for the, it does look well. It I does got, look a little Scott Stappy at the ends. I got three weeks before our shoot, so hopefully it'll even out. By oh then. yeah, is it, well like, that's that's the saying. the The difference between a bad haircut and a good haircut is two weeks. Sure, you know. So so I'm not I'm not mad about it, but it's just like motherfucker. Like I could have spent a hundred dollars on so many other better things. I I went to his page though, and I saw like. It's it's seriously like it's like seventy percent of the dudes on the page have that same yeah. haircut, oh, yeah. and I'm like, this looks like the most radical D and D group <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> like they, t- like, and you were right among the ranks. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. these guys look like they could fucking party with. I'm your new like, dungeon master, bitches. A case of a case of Mountain Mountain Dew Code Red. They weren't dorky. They were just shitload of funyuns. They were just like ridiculous. No, hipsters. dude. They no. They ridiculous hipsters. No, all the it's it's because it's the it's 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 the angle that he takes the picture. 
because it's the same haircut. It's like a long, and there's nothing. I love long hair. It's funny. I would have long hair if I had if I had hair. It's the it's because he does the he swoops it back at the ears, mm-hmm. and then it's hanging down, and it's got sort of a like a like a swoop back on top. Oh god, he was and like, then he, he was fingering my hair <laughs> so much. We're standing outside the shop, and there's dudes walking by, and like oh. Oh, do it fresh, fresh cut, bro. Fresh, bro. <laughs> I was like, Ferndale Fern, sucks. Uh, and then, and then it, well, it's because he has you look to the side, and like everybody has a really serious look on their face. Yeah. And it's that same haircut, which long hair you would associate. I, you know, like I because I I like fantasy and stuff like that. Sure. I associate associate long hair with like knights and shit. So I I'm just picturing all of these dudes. In these shots, wearing leather armor and stuff, and I'm like, this looks like this looks like a bunch of dudes They're who all play ready to D&D. go to the Renaissance Festival. Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> so that's yeah, awesome. But that, uh, yeah. it yeah, it looks it. I mean, for what it's worth, it looks it doesn't look bad because it looks the same as it did last week. Would, would it looks? Would you get down with this? It looks the same as before you paid a hundred dollars for it. Well, good. <laughs> well, good. That could have gone way worse. In fairness. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's about the highlight of my week. Other than that, I've just been reading and listening to books being read to me and a bunch of you, stuff. What have you been reading and listening to? Uh, I am now on chapter 16 of Ready Player Two. Nice. So I'm getting into it. I think Still, I got like four hours you're left. You're feeling better about it? I am. I, I feel like they're spending way too much time in John Hughes land. Like it's a big part of the book where it they're is. doing the John Hughes part, yeah. and I and that I'm getting, portion of the book is like a, a love letter to John Hughes for sure. I'm getting the impression that somehow the last couple of uh, things they need to find the shards or whatever go yeah. by very quickly. Or the shards, shards, oh. or they they go either go by quickly or they get truncated somehow. Something cause, happens because it's like they're getting to the point where they have two hours left and they still have to find five shards. I'm at four <laughs> hours left, but yes, sure. You know, yeah. it's like okay, let's uh, let's figure this out because I'm starting to get nervous. Yeah, but, it's, it's, but there's a lot of John Hughes stuff, and if, yeah. like, and if you're like me, I love a good John Hughes movie, but I'm not the world's biggest John Hughes fan. I don't know. I really I think like I've, John Hughes movies. I think I've seen The Breakfast Club once. I don't. Oh, really? I've never seen Pretty in Pink. I've never seen. Um, I don't know what's his other big ones. Um, a Home Alone I've obviously seen. Yeah, but like you know the the, the other like Bref- Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink type movies though. Yeah, I'm just not big on them, so a lot of these references are going right over my head. Sure, like I know them enough to to put them in their place, but like that's yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I grew. I mean, my sister was really into a lot of those movies when I and so I just by default watched them growing up, and now I love them. I you know I love them as part of my yeah. childhood. I haven't seen a lot of them in a long time, but. Um. Yeah, they Ferris do spend, Bueller, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's another big one. <clears throat> yeah, they spend a ton of. T- they do spend a ton of time. Yeah. In John Hughes land. Yep. So um, I'm into that though. Listening to that on Audible. But hey, James. Oh. Do you like Audible? I actually do. Yeah. Yes. Do you like reading? Yes. Well, if the answer to that is no. Well, I don't like reading. <laughs> I like listening to other people read. Yeah. So you're a bitch. <laughs> Well, if you're a bitch like James, you can get a free Audible trial at audibletrial.com slash Podcast. We're resurrecting that shit, son. He just hit me with this out of nowhere. <laughs> so, yeah. We did, though. We actually did resurrect our Audible link. Yeah. Uh, it's live again. You can get a free trial, uh, two free credits, I think. It's a free book. I think um, it's one free credit. 
isn't it? Well, you need two credits for a book, don't you? No, one credit, dude. I don't know how this works. We just did it. This will be more fleshed out. Don't in you the use Audible now? Yeah, but I just hit. Yeah, I just hit the yes button. I don't know how many. I don't know how many credits things cost. One. Um, here's the thing, though. If you're into any of these books, because we talk about books a lot on the show, right? All these books pretty much are available on Audible. Absolutely. If you uh, want to check out any of the stuff that we are reading and check it out yourself, audibletrial.com/slash/thebuzzkillpodcast. It's live. Yeah. And every time uh, you use that link or tell somebody else to use that link. We get compensated for it, which helps us a show. You're essentially helps buying us, us a beer. Helps us buy beer, yeah. which is the most important part of the show. You can well, the it. pretzels are the most important part of the show. but by, by sending this around, you are a silent partner. Oh. Because you are now funding the podcast. I like that. That's it. And if you're curious as to whether or not Audible sent us the copy to read and 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 had us say bitch twice in the beginning of it they did yeah yeah that's Affir- actually that's that's formal affirmative yeah so <laughs> um audibletrial.com slash the buzzkill podcast okay now that, that adverts out of the um way. i've also been using audible i listened to i took a little stephen king break yep and just a little buffer yeah i started the noob town books okay brian fucking brian's been telling me about them for ages so i was like yeah i'll jump into these i blew through the first one in two days. I'm halfway through the second one. They are so nerdy. <laughs> I like them. They're they're they call it lit RPG. <clears throat> literature yeah. RPG. So it's it's literally like you're it's it's like you're listening it's like you're listening to somebody play an RPG video game. Okay. So like <laughs> but like also explaining the narrative as they go along. So they like the character pulls up his stat sheet every once in a while, and there will just be like a full five minute reading of I his stats. I don't think I'm into that. It's it's not like that's my one gripe about it is every once in a while it gets. I'm like, okay, I just heard your stats like ten minutes ago. I don't need to yeah, hear them again. Yeah. Other than that, I'm really liking the story. I'm liking the characters and everything. It's really funny. It's very meta. Like, there's a lot of call outs to like uh, modern nerd culture and stuff sure, like that sure. so it's it's fun to listen to okay there's like eight I feel like books i'd rather so watch that than listen to it like it seems like something that i'd rather watch like one of those like board um, board game uh youtube uh you know sites that that show that kind of stuff like it's yeah an actual role-playing game well it just makes me want to play D D or something like that hey, like i've never Hank's been trying to get i've never to played it. it actually he wants to he said he'd love to run a um was it vampire? The vamp, yeah, that, that vampire game. He'd love to run that campaign yeah. for us. I'm on board with that. So anyway, I'm listening to those. Uh, I think after the second book, I'm going to take a break. Go back to Stephen King. I yeah, got, I got the Running Man coming up. So nice. So uh, not really Stephen King. Nice, but well, uh, Dick Buck. Dick Buck. Dick Buck. Anyway, uh, I've also been listening to another literary master, though. What's not that? listening to reading hardback or not hardback, softback. Softback. Real words, James. Yeah. Uh, by Mr. R.L. Stein. <laughs> okay. Fear Street. The Stepsister. Oh, yeah. Oh, all it was, right. It was my shit book. Your shit book? Yeah, it's the book that I kept in the bathroom and oh, I read yeah, while yeah. I was shitting. Yeah, well, yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm still waiting for Kristen to catch up on it, so I'm just reading things that are, like, really, really minuscule in the time being. <laughs> So I so I pulled the ship book out of the uh, bathroom. I'm trying to finish that now. I tell you what. Oh. I tell you what. Jessie's a real bitch. Is she? Oh. Why? She put bleach 
in Emily's shampoo bottle, bleached her hair. Wow. Wore her sweater, James. <sighs> flirted with her boyfriend. Unforgivable. I already hate her. <laughs> right? I've never even read the book, and I, I hate Jesse. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, before we get to some things that shouldn't be happening in the world, mm-hmm. we skipped a very important part of the show. What's that? It's pretzel time, baby. I thought we were going to get past it this week. Motherfucker. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> what? 315 episodes in, you think I wouldn't come with some pretzels? Come correct, sir. Do you want me to come with pretzels? Oh, Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I'm always coming with pretzels. Salty. <laughs> oh boy. Oh wow. Mm, those are fragrant. Aromatic. Okay. Okay. What do we got here? All right. So private from selection. Private selection. Ooh, We're going straight up Kroger. Krogs, baby. <laughs> uh from Kroger. Private selection. These are zesty ranch pretzel twists. Crisp, okay. Crispy and tangy. Okay. Squoze it myself. I hope it's not too tangy. Um, <laughs> crunchy crispy pretzel twist seasoned with buttermilk, sour cream, and spices for irresistibly zesty and tangy snacking sensation. Okay, smell that. Just smell that Ooh. bag. I, I need the. I need That's what I said to my smell wife. Your, smell your bag. So <laughs> I said to my wife last night. Ooh. I slept on the couch. Ooh, I'm doing that. Smell, <laughs> smell that bag. Ooh, there's some funk to that. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that would be a good documentary that could <laughs> smell that bag. <laughs> What's, I don't want to watch that documentary. <laughs> it would be it would be good to pair with um shave that nappy thing. <laughs> Smell that bag. Oh god. And I gotta hold on. Let me call out. Let me call out. Shout oh, that's, out. That's where that froggy style comes into play. What? Smelling that bag? I've been listening to old episodes, which I'll get into later. We made a joke before about froggy style is when you're doing somebody who has swamp ass. <laughs> So that would go hand in hand with that. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, hop your way out of that one. I have to. I have to uh, shout out to Private Selection because do you see this bag? This is the same size as like a Dots bag. Yeah, it is. Where would a Dots bag usually? Well, Dots is pretty good, but like if this was a Snyder's bag, where would sure. that be fu- filled up to? No, Dots are expensive too, but. Um, I would say that that bag in Dots or Snyder's would be probably like a $17 bag. No. Yeah. Dots, this is a this is the same size as a bag of Dots, and Dots cost $5. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Dots are way more expensive than that, dude. Go to the store. Well, they're, for a bag that size? Well, they're free for me. Well, okay. So, <laughs> But they're... That is null and void, then. No, a, a bag of Dots this big? It costs like five that. or six bucks, dude. No, they're not, dude. Yes, they are. Okay, I... I agree to disagree. I'm going right. to take a picture of it the next time I go to the store, though, and see them. Fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. We'll figure this out. What my question was, where would, if you had a bag of Snyder's of Hanover this size. That's $17 a bag, yeah. No, where would it be filled up to? Oh, oh, like halfway. Right there, yeah. right? This fucker's filled all the way, almost to the top. There's Damn. a little bit of room just for the air. Quality control right there. Just for the air, just so that it doesn't explode when it's being shipped out to Colorado. So not only does the bag smell good, but the bag is full, ready to burst. Yeah, yes. All right. All right, let's give these a try. Mmm. Those are zesty and tangy. They're pretty good. No. It's almost like a taco seasoning flavor to them, isn't it? Yeah. Mmm. That's weird. 
Interesting. I think they're good. No, they're good. Doesn't you're, taste like you're, ranch, really, though. No, it, it absolutely tastes Mexican. I, I cumin. There's like there, that's it's weird. like heavy yeah. on heavy on the cumin. I love cumin, so it's like. No, so do I. But like, I love, I love a nice full bag, and I love cumin. There's a familiar flavor in there that I can't quite it's place. It's cumin. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a nice palate, dude. It's fucking nice. It's cumin. I smelled the backside of the bag, and there it was. <laughs> just, just hanging out. Going back, one. going back a couple of weeks to our conversation about uh, watching Blink One Eighty Two. That I watched. I watched the entire thing today. Mark, one of Mark's jokes that got me was he says, uh, "I just want everybody to know right now that I, uh, all the ladies in the house, to know that." I eat it from the back. <laughs> he says. He says. Otherwise, those pesky balls get in the way. <laughs> Dude, I love that they're in their fucking. What are they in their late forties, early fifties? Yep. Like, is Mark in his fifties now? And they're they, they got to be late forties. And they're still at just least. they're still just children. I you, love it. You were right though. How like I I almost wonder if they couldn't hear each other on stage sometimes because they did talk over each other a ton. And it was like weird. That it was their that was their first show back. No, I get that. But I it think was almost the, like I think the the chemistry. Is but just one like, would say something, and the other one though acted like he didn't even hear him though. Yeah. Like I wonder if they couldn't hear each other. Like if there was a problem with the the monitors or something. No, I think I it was just. Up. I think it was just flow. I gave Tom a lot of shit last week. Uh-huh. I listened to the entire first day because uh-huh. apparently they played twice. Oh, did they? Yeah, they played the second weekend too. Um. I watched the first day. Tom actually can finally harmonize with Mark. He never used to be able to do that very well. And yeah. I actually thought he hit them all pretty dang on. There's not a lot of them though. No, but when he when he was when he was singing on his own, it was a lot more. Where do we go from here? Yeah. Like this is really bad. But then when he had to harmonize with Mark, he was able to actually hold the tune and yeah. it sounded really good. So yeah. props to them. All hey, right, man, James. They're professionals. Yeah. And speaking of professionals, sometimes professionals get things wrong, and that's when you have to make corrections. Let's like, get into some corrections from last like week. Harvey at that awards show where he named the wrong person Miss Universe. Exactly. Yeah. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James, I'm going to let you flap your wings and fly away with the corrections this week because I, of all episodes for me not to finish, I didn't actually finish last week's episode. No, you didn't finish? I did. Uh, Fart. (laughs) Anyway, though, uh, what do you got? Uh, All right. (laughs) That's the sound I made. (laughs) So three of the Richard Bachman novels were written before Carrie. Mm, Yes. Those were Rage, The Long Walk, and Blaze. Yeah. And then the remainders, Roadwork, The Running Man, Thinner, and The Regulators were all written uh, the year before they were published. Were they? Yeah. Okay. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I feel like okay. What? I, believe, I believe you. I yeah. have a I have a book that I've been reading that's all about his life, and I mm-hmm. swear they that they made it a point to say that all the Dick Bach books were written pre Carrie, no. with the exception of like Blaze and and later ones. But like, I could have sworn they said that, but whatever. No, it's fine. No. I believe you. No, because uh, Roadwork was written sort of in response to he said um, he was working out his feelings about his mom dying. She didn't die until nineteen eighty. Okay. Uh, and thinner was 
Well, thinner was written. thinner was yeah. much later. That yeah. was 1996. The regulators wasn't until uh, yeah, re- thinner. The regulators and yeah, those ones we knew were later. Or wait, th- no, thinner was like 1987. Uh, regulators was 1996, something like that. Yeah, and then Blaze was. Well, Blaze was written before though. Oh yeah, that's yeah. yeah that Blaze was, one was of written the ones way before. That, yeah, but it was the last one to come out. Right. Because that was yeah. It was that's basically crazy. the last yeah. Um, and according to defense filings in the Whitmer kidnapping plot, just to kind of expand upon what we were talking about in this, uh, and cause you specifically said, I'm going to have to fact check you on this and we'll get oh, back yeah. to it next oh, yeah. week. So there were at least 12 FBI informants within the ranks of the Wolverine Watchmen. Damn, that's a shitty name. <laughs> as well as several undercover agents and one FBI agent. This is pretty wild. One FBI agent who was found out to be a double agent who was part of the FBI, but was also helping the militia plan the kidnapping in earnest. Like they didn't, he wasn't tasked with actually helping them plot, but he was anyway. So he's like, so he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm an FBI agent. Hot, hot, wink, wink to the, to the other guy. He's like, he's like, hey, bro. Maga. Wink, wink, Maga. nudge, nudge. Maga, bro. Maga. Maga. <laughs> Fucking, these colors don't run, dude. <laughs> No, but your underwear does. <laughs> just imagine those guys probably walk around with skid marks. That's that's all. I just we're going we're, we're going to kidnap the governor. All right. Um. All I have is uh. They're not they're not corrections from from last week. Okay. They're corrections from a long time ago. Oh. All right. I have finally been going through. So I have all of our episodes cataloged by, uh, episode number. Movies we watched, you know, title, all that stuff. What was significant about that episode, if anything, was somebody guesting? Like, I have everything written down so that we can keep track of it, right? Sure. Real nerd shit. Real nerd shit. Uh, I also have another spreadsheet, because yes, it's all on a spreadsheet. Oh my God. I also have another spreadsheet of the beers that we have drank, mm-hmm. which this one's important because we are on episode 315. It's a lot of different beers to keep track of. Yeah. And we pride ourselves on never repeating beers. Yeah. Do we? I'm up to episode 200. Uh-huh. And I have found two instances. You Wait, you've listened to 200 episodes? Well, I've, I've scoured through them to get to those points where oh, I know what right we're on, drinking right and all that stuff. Okay. There are two episodes already in the first 200 that we fucked up on. What's so that? we're not perfect, James. Uh, yeah, we already knew that. I know, but these ones I don't think we knew about. Okay. I don't think we knew about it because we talked about have never having these before, but okay. we did. In episode 159, mm-hmm. we uh, we drank White Noise, mm-hmm. uh, which we said we had never done before, but we did do it in episode 109. So 50 episodes earlier, we did it. And then also in episode 195... Uh, which was part two of our Texas Chainsaw Massacre retrospective. Mm-hmm. We did Dogfish Head, The Perfect Disguise, mm-hmm. which we already did on episode 158, Fatal Attractions, which was Haunt and uh, Hell House LLC. Really? Yep. Yep, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, so, my, we're, so we're liars. We're not perfect. Well, my hands are technically clean here. That's true. No, Because it's you're the one who picks out the beers. I mean, is two out of 315 bad odds? Absolutely it is. Shit. <laughs> well, you, I quit. You will be thoroughly admonished <laughs> after the show 
as I go through the next 115, we'll see if anything else gets repeated. I mean, that that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Can I point out, though, that 315 episodes in, yeah. Pretzel Jim hasn't failed once. <laughs> not, not once. Not a single time. Uh, not a single time, dude. Well, that, that one time you went soft. Oh, well, yeah. But that, no one that likes, was, was nobody likes a limp pretzel. Actually, it was still I, love, I love a yeah, limp I mean. pretzel. <laughs> Dude, oh, where the where were we? Oh, we were at uh Zeph's. Yeah. Zeph's Dockside. Yeah. Their pretzels. Yeah. Dude. They have like homemade soft pretzels yeah, there. Dude, everything at Zeph's is great. Oh my god. Hmm? And I had a peanut butter peanut butter and bacon jam burger. With no bun, because I'm keeping it ba- healthy. Bacon jam. <laughs> Bacon jam weirds me out. <clears throat> it just does. Yeah, it's good though. Certain things like a pig should not be made into jam. That's Call me crazy. That's just a weird thing. No, I no. Would you eat beef jam? Yeah, hundred percent. Would you eat? Would you eat like chicken jam? Yeah. In yeah. fact, I did earlier today because I got one of those rotisserie chickens. What'd from... you do to that rotisserie chicken? <laughs> <laughs> I got one of those rotisserie chickens from Kroger. Because oh. I've been, we're having a birthday party here for my daughter, and I didn't, I I, find, I cleaned the stove, and I didn't want to cook on the stove tonight, so I got a rotisserie chicken, but this was earlier in the day, so I went and I put it in the fridge, and when you take those rotisserie chickens out of the fridge, yeah. they have that disgusting gelatinous yeah, jelly oh, on oh, the yeah. bottom. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I ate a piece, because <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was on my hand, so... Yeah, I ate chicken jam today, and it was fine. The guy, Urban Dictionary, is just cranking in my mind right now. <laughs> oh yeah, is it chicken jam? Chicken jam. What is it? Chicken jam is when you 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 fuck a rotisserie chicken in the ass, and then you finish. Wait, how do you know? And then you turn it around, and then you suck it out of the neck hole. Oh my god! With that gelatinous chicken juice, <laughs> that's chicken jam. <laughs> The people, the listeners of this show have never been exposed to your hidden talent. <laughs> Mike's got a hidden talent, which is We've just talked about it before, but yeah. <laughs> taking disgusting sounding things and making up an urban dictionary sex definition. No, 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 no. How it came about is you came up with a title and then I had to come up with what it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is exactly how this just started. Jeez. Oh, Chicken jam. jam. <laughs> All right, let's move on from chicken jam. What yep. are we doing this week? Jam and chickens. All right, James, what are we doing? All right, so this week, from bad guys to sad guys. Oh, sad guys. Um, so we <laughs> because the sad guys made chicken jam. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we watched a couple movies where you start off with some some badass dudes, or or uh, or fo- I <laughs> or what, James? <laughs> I guess it's well in the first movie it's a, a guy and a girl but the girl's not really a badass she's no. just a, a junkie yeah it's um, basically it's basically when the bad guys become the, when the bad guys the, become the victims themselves yes right um so we watched Splinter yes and the price we pay which Splint that was a weird uh, yeah. <laughs> which Splinter was one that I think I talked about on like episode one two or three. Something like that. Like it was early. Well, you tell me. You're, you're going through the old early. episodes. Yeah. No, it was one of those. It was yeah. like super early. I back just when we used it. to talk like talk about like 15 movies in so, an episode. Yeah, it was like six years ago. I watched this yeah. for the first time. Uh, 
revisited it. Um, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Splinter and the price we pay, and to go along with that, from. Come on. It's a bellhop, right? Come on now. From uh, Bell's. Yep. From Bell's Brewery in Kalamazoo, right? Is it Kalamazoo? It's Kalamazoo. I was just at the Bell's Brewery uh, not terribly long ago. You were at the Bell, so the, Riz- the Rhythm Kitchen Cafe? That, that's what is it that is. the brewery? That, that, that's yeah, the name yeah of the it's, not, it's not, is it called that? I thought it was something Oh, else. no, is it, wait, is Rhythm Kitchen Cafe, is that's that? That's Fishbones. That's Fishbones. <laughs> <laughs> I was not Fishbones. I mean, I was tonight, but. Um, what, uh, where is this? This it's is. It's in Kalamazoo. Yeah. For sure. I know that, but. So this is. Or Ann Arbor. Is it Kalamazoo or Ann Arbor? Now I'm confused. Um, I'll look it up. Just read the, uh, read the Arbor, shit. I don't think. So from Bells. Bells. In maybe Ann Arbor, maybe Kalamazoo. We don't know. Uh, this is, no, yeah. Kalamazoo in Comstock. It's actually in Comstock. Oh, Comstock. Headquarters is in Kalamazoo. Right on. But, uh, so this yeah. is, no, yeah. Eccentric Cafe. That's what it is. Bells Eccentric Cafe. No, yeah. That's the one. Nah, yeah. Nah, nah, yeah. Nah, okay, yeah. Do you get this? Uh, just a really nice beer. Easy drinking golden ale. It is. Just a really nice beer from the Midwest. Refreshing, smooth, and crisp. Nah, yeah. Yeah, okay. nah. You don't, you don't get it, do you? No, yeah. So the way that... This was a hard episode to buy a beer for, in fairness. Nah, I was yeah. trying to find something that was like, um, like flipped upside down or the flip side or something like that, right? But I couldn't find anything like that. So I went with this because at the beginning, you got the bad guys, and you're like, bad guys, no. no. But then the bad guys start meet, dying. Meet other worse bad guys, and then the bad guys become good guys. And you're like, and you're like yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's kind of what I thought it was, but I didn't want to sound stupid <laughs> guessing that. So, nah, yeah. And honestly, nah, yeahs are. Uh, it's one of my favorite drinking yeah, beers. Yeah, we've we've had this plenty of times. Plenty. It's uh it's delicious. It's just a good drinking beer flavored beer. Cheers, and, uh, sir. Cheers to you, pal. It's this a good summer a, beer. If mm-hmm. you can get it near you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nothing else to say about that except for nah, yeah. It's mm. fucking good. It's fucking delicious. It's fucking good, man. <laughs> I can't not say it with it. The because that's it's the kind of beer. It's the kind of beer because that's like, Australian hey, people say that all the time. Don't nah, they? yeah, nah, yeah, yep, nah, yeah, yeah, nah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 the kind of beer where if you're at a party and like you go in, and you're just like, I'm not gonna have anything to drink nah, today. Yeah. And then someone's like, Yeah, you want a beer? You're like, No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> exactly honestly. Right. That's probably how they came up with it. Hey, man, you want a beer? No, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Shit. Yes. Yep. That's the one. Um. Yeah. That's just a good. It's a good summertime drinking beer. Yes. And I like it. Yes, sir. If only it would be fucking summer here in Michigan. It tastes like a Sugar Ray song. <gasps> right. Like a nice. Summer. Every morning there's a halo hanging from the <laughs> It's a the good corner summertime song though. My government's for pose beer. Oh. <laughs> See how I did that? I don't know what's going on here anymore. All right. Um. James. Yeah, dude, what's up? Let's let's transition. I don't want to steal your thunder, though. Okay. But that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Let's get trashed. Is that how you do it? No. No. Yeah. <laughs>
Put away the pretzels, James, because we got trailers. I will not. Okay. Well, stop chomping. That's gross. It's gross, <laughs> James. You know what also is gross? What? Blood. It's so dirty. I disagree. And you know what new trailer has a ton of blood in it? Sexy. What? The new trailer for The Wrath of Becky. Oh, nice. Uh, so we watched already a teaser trailer for this uh a few months back or whatever, mm-hmm. but we have an honest to God, honest to goodness trailer for it now. That's fun, and it is fun because this movie looks amazing. So anyway, though, uh, if you've never seen it, this is the trailer for uh, the sequel to Becky called "The Curse of Becky." Becky. Becky. Did you say the curse of not Becky? The, oh, the wrath of Becky. The Sorry, of Becky. the wrath. <laughs> the curse of Chucky. Not the okay. <laughs> um, but Becky is older, more bloody, and uh, this movie looks nuts. So let's see. What the new trailer has in store. Uh, as always, these trailers are all available on YouTube. Go watch them. Come back to us. Even and, though we're not uh, watching this on YouTube. Well, we will be. Oh, is that a link that's to, a, a link okay. to you, right That's on. how the internet works, James. Just just, Wait. just in case you didn't know. Wait, what? This is the Wrath of Becky. <laughs> all right. It's been two years since four neo-Nazis invaded my family's lake house and murdered my father. <laughs> I'm 16 now. I've run away from three foster. It was fun while it lasted. It's not over yet. Yep, into that. So it looks like Jill Wick, basically. <laughs> Jill Wick. Yeah. Well, there is a there is a John <laughs> Wick spinoff. That is coming. Is it called Joe Wick? It's not. Is it the but Wrath it, of Becky? But maybe. Isn't it, I've never seen any of the John Wick movies. Oh I, know. God, I know. I know. I know. So good. But doesn't it all kick off because of a dog? Yeah. They yeah. steal his dog. So. Yeah. This is Joe Wick. And it looks Basically, great. yeah. It just. Um, <laughs> Sean William Scott is so underrated. I love, I love Sean oh, I William love Scott. Him. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He got blacklisted from Hollywood for whatever reason. I don't know the whole story. But he, he did? Oh, yeah. Yep. I've never heard of this. I mean, he did. Oh, all right. Blacklisted? Yeah. Really? When did you ever see him in anything? No. For how many years? Well, Goon, <laughs> he got, Goon and Goon 2 were probably the last time yeah, I saw Yeah, he got Brendan Fraser. I don't know about They that. stopped giving him roles because he got he was he was not liked in Hollywood hmm. for whatever reason. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Correction for next week, and I'll be an <laughs> asshole. But that's what I've always been on the. Maybe he of. just wasn't working. Maybe he started a family. Maybe you don't he's know. Just bad at acting. <laughs> but he's not. <laughs> he's not though. Isn't it funny to think that like Stifler, like it, he was <laughs> didn't have a career. <laughs> I know. Like he was such a jackass in the American Pie movies. Sure. Like nobody really ever expected Stifler to be the guy to go on to have like a. A, a a pretty good career, but out of all of the people in American Pie, he's probably the yeah. most active. I think you expected uh, Jason Biggs to have a bigger career, which I think his his name is second best known of anybody to come out of those. Maybe, but yeah, I guess it depends on. I guess it depends on why they're the best known. Because <laughs> he <laughs> fucked a pie. <laughs> I don't know. Like Tara Reid was. It was front and center in a lot of people's minds for a while, but it wasn't really for the right reasons. Yeah, but then her front got uncentered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Jeez. That's a dick thing to say, but yeah. Wow. You know what? We're we're just, we're leaving it. Yeah. We're um, leaving it. <laughs> Uh, actually, no, I uh, just I, yeah, you would not have expected Stifler to be the one to go and have the fame. Actually, Jennifer Coolidge, Stifler's mom, she's probably the most. Oh well, she was she had fame before then. Though. I know, but she's like she's well, always, I don't know about fame, but she she's was always popping for, up in yeah. places. She was in that uh, that one that new show. Um, well, it's not new now, but uh, the that new show Seinfeld. No. You remember? <laughs> <laughs> no, is a show we watched it. It's a show about the family that moves into the house and the, the neighborhood's all weird. I don't know. Um, look up Jennifer Coolidge uh, TV shows. Oh, just, 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 I'm going to move on. I'm just saying look okay, it up so you we can go on. back to it. Yeah. All right. Our next movie, though, uh, th- well, The Wrath of Becky looks amazing. Uh, a, a bloody, literally a bloody good time. Uh, looks violent as all hell, which the first one was as well. Yep. Totally into it. Yep. Looks all like right. a lot of fun. Moving on here. Next trailer we have is called It Lives Inside. Oh, The White Lotus? Is that what you're talking nope, about? Nope. 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 Keep going. We Have a Ghost. Nope, keep going. Shotgun Wedding. Keep going. The Loud House. The keep Watcher. Going. The, the fun- Watcher. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn, great, she, great show. She works a lot, dude. She blew up, dude. Like, she got really big for a while there. She's working on Well, no, I mean, like, consistently. She's always been... Has she? Yeah, I don't think okay. she's ever slowed down. She's got uh, 100, 128 credits. That's pretty good. Pretty Not good. Bad. Okay, like I said, moving on, though. It Lives Inside is the next trailer from uh, Neon Films. They're boasting this as one of the scariest horror trailers of the year. <laughs> That's big, what Bloody Disgusting is boasting it as. Big talk. So. Big talk. We shall see. We shall see. This is It Lives Inside from the producers of Get Out. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> say it to say, say it. to say like, oh, it's the scariest trailer of the year. Like, it looks good. It does. It looks it looks pretty good. But it's not. It's got a lot of <laughs> it's got a lot of like it, it seems like it's uh, like picked a lot of things from a lot of other movies, like a lot of tricks from a lot of other movies. Yeah. Like it had touches of um Lights out, touches of hereditary, yep. touches of... Uh, Which, I mean, I, that's not to say that they're ripping them off completely, but, like, there's... It's very hard to do like things stuff, that you've never seen you've before. seen, you know? It's, yeah. Um, but it looks pretty... It does look pretty good. I, it's it just, like... Uh, I, I like the concept. Like, I love the idea of a, of a demon who has to... Kind of like f- feed, uh, like uh, before it can fully feed on a soul. Because she even says like it has to tenderize its meat before, before it can feed. So like, and that's <laughs> yes, yes. So I know. Sounds, sounds like a Friday night. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, that's like that's that's a that is that's a creepy concept to me. Sure, sure. Like a demon that basically tor- needs to, a, a it needs demon to wear that you down before you. it can. Yeah. yeah. 
and that's like that's all very like that's a um this obviously seems to be uh kind of woven into oh, like indian lore or um, i that i have no idea they the characters are indian so that's possible that it comes from an indian background i have no idea though um it's, it, but it's like every every uh i don't know if it's like religious necessarily or anything like that but it's kind of like there's an idea in uh like you know just christianity for for example like demons actually don't have any power over humans right it's it's because uh, like you know humans are humans are uh imbued with the 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 spirit of christ and blah, blah you know sure, like sure, and, sure. and and like so the only way for demons to like eke their way into you is to like break you down slowly you know sure like they have to convince you they have to convince you that they have power and then once they've convinced you that they have power they can they can it's it's no it's take kind over. of like a vampire where you have to invite them in Right, you have to get to yeah. a place where you invite them in, or you let your guard down enough to where they can come in, and that's yeah, right. Same same lore, and that's kind of that's kind of the the feeling I get from. And, yeah, I didn't. And, I, and then like I like there are like certain little aspects about it that I would find really creepy if I was if I was in those situations. Like imagine you were a teacher or something, and you were speaking to a teenager, and like that scene where she's like, "Why are you talking so quietly?" And the teenager says back to her, because it's listening. Yeah. That would scare that, the that would, shit out of sure, me in real sure. life, you know? So it does look creepy, but I I don't know. To as say far that as like the scariest, scariest trailer, trailer you've ever seen, like it's not. Nah. Or of the year, rather. It's it's not. It just looks it looks like a lot of I, this, I, the same kind of shit that you part see. Part of me over. feels like I would have maybe enjoyed the trailer more had they not overhyped it. Yeah. Cause I'm waiting here. Cause now here I'm waiting for something yeah, like, to like oh, fucking floor me, right. right? And it didn't come. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. All right. It's, that's it's uh, still. It looks good though. I I still want to see it. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, real quick, we have four more trailers. Not for now. Not for. But now. we have them lined up. We uh, we're gonna do something unheard of. You heard it here first. Boop 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 boop. Where else would you hear it? <laughs> uh, we're going to record a bonus episode of Trailer Trashed because in weeks where there are far more trailers that we want to talk about that we can't seem to get to, <clears throat> yeah, we're going to throw them up there because if we don't do them now, we'll never do them. You this, know what I'm saying? This all hinges on how late this episode goes. Oh, we'll do it at 6 a.m. I don't how care. Much, and how much we've had to drink. <laughs> All of the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so. Maybe this will get cut out. We'll see. Yeah. Who knows? Possibly a bonus episode. But if this is not cut out, it means that we did it. Yeah. So how about hell, that? Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. That was Trailer Trashed. We watched some trailers. We are trashed. Sufficiently. Let's get into the Bleed Feed. The Bleed Feed. Couple years ago, James. Yeah. Did you see the movie that came out that was called Christopher Robin? Uh, did I see it? Yes. The live action the... Winnie the Pooh movie with you uh, and McGregor, Obi Wan Kenobi. No. It was fucking fantastic. Was it so good? Nice. So fucking good. Right. Nice. Well, I'll have to um, check it out. 
And then is it family friendly? It is. I mean, it's, it's a fucking it's a Winnie the Pooh. One hundred percent family friendly. All right. You know what's not family friendly? What Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey? Oh, you don't say. I do say. Turns out, turns out that uh, because that did relatively well, and there seems to be an interest. Literally, it seems. Well, there, at least there seems to be an interest in the story. Sure. It's more like Winnie the Pooh Blood and Money. Winnie the Pooh. I did. God damn it. <laughs> Winnie the Winnie Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Blood and Honey is more like Blood and Money. Be- just, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Winnie the Pooh. It should be Winnie the Pooh. It should it be. Just Winnie should Winnie be. The it should be Winnie it should. the Pooh. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. There you go. Never had such a hard time saying Pooh before. Pooh. It just comes out normally. It's <laughs> totally regularly. Um, there's a new TV series coming called. Christopher Robbins. So that's going to cause some some uh, confusion. And this is a right, the description of this is amazing. This is a rated R version of the story where Christopher Robin is disil- is a disillusioned New Yorker navigating his quarter life crisis with the help of weird talking animals who live beyond a drug induced portal outside of his derelict apartment complex. All right, so it's Ted mixed with that I don't know that it's a comedy though. It's Ted mixed with Happy. Kind of, yeah. But with Winnie the Pooh. Like why are we doing this? I could be great. Mm. You got uh, Conrad Vernon who directed Sausage Party, directing and executively producing. Okay. So there is a little bit of clout behind it, not that Sausage Party holds sausage a ton party. of clout, but like bunch of hot dogs fucking each other. I mean it was funny. But but it was popular enough to where it made money. So okay. the studio at least put some backing behind him. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this this could be a funny adult affair. I do. I think that it could work. Potentially. But yeah, it's Ted. I, it, it is absolutely Ted means happy. I don't want to be a prude here, but why are we like, why? Like, because Winnie the Pooh is, is, is why we, public domain now. Why are, we, why. I, why are we pushing to like... Why are we pushing to do this with like stuff that was that was geared toward children? Because you can, I guess. That's it. I just like because you can, because be, because it's exactly that. It was geared towards children before, and now it's not. That's that's not a good an ex, that's not a good enough excuse to do something. Like you wouldn't watch the reboot of a live action Bobby's World where Bobby is just suffering from trauma his entire life. No. <laughs> It sounds stupid. <laughs> no, no. Bobby's crumbling world. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. not well, at all. I, I mean, there that like there's something to be said about the the cartoon itself. Like that's if you want to look at it that way, it's already pretty dark. This kid is. escapes oh, his dark. normal life by going to an imaginary world with char- like, with one character that tries to literally kill himself every single time you see him. <laughs> Eeyore is the saddest character. Oh, we're talking in the world. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I just like this. I it's it seems kitschy to me. This push to like make children's it's a properties. thousand percent kitschy. Yeah, it just, is. I don't know. Just that bit, I just I think it could work though. I think if it was in the right hands, the story does lead itself to like the disillusion of. A person losing their marbles. I here's the here's the thing. I love the idea of it. 
Like I, I, this is the type of thing. Like you sit down and you like you have a couple drinks, couple too many drinks with somebody, and you talk about like, hey, what if, what if the story of Winnie the Pooh is actually this? And you talk about how there's this kid who's dis disassociating because he's, you know, maybe mm-hmm. he's got some fucked up stuff going on at home. Yeah, it's not like that's the type of stuff you sit down and you talk about with your friends. Does it translate well to the screen? Maybe. Is it necessary? Probably not. I don't know. It's like trying to translate like like a Peter Pan story into just like a guy in his thirties who likes to hang out with kids and oh, that gets real dark. Peter Pan is <laughs> like fuck. No, yeah. Peter Captain Hook Dick. Peter Pan is <laughs> <laughs> It's more of a lilt than a hook, but <laughs> it's <laughs> Yeah, I, that's another, like, you could sit down and you could, we do this shit, I mean, sure, we do this, like, okay, so this is my, my, this podcast, careful is, what you're saying about this that. podcast is exactly what I'm talking about, is we're, we sit down and we talk, we overanalyze movies, right, Sure. we sit down and we drink and we overanalyze movies, there's no need to, like, there's make no, those ideas into actual There's no movies. need to take those ideas and make them into actual movies. Well, sometimes. It's just like, let the people use their imaginations. I don't know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I'm i still here for it. Cause I, 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 love, I love shitty, bat, shit crazy movies. I'll, so. I'll check it out for sure. It's just, well, I wonder how necessary it is. You know. All right, we have a bunch of announcements now coming up here. Okay. Uh, that is, uh, you ever heard of the movie Demon Wind? Maybe cult classic uh, from the eighties. It sounds. I, it sounds like. Uh, I feel like I've heard um, Chris Jordan talk about it before. Probably, probably. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a cult classic from the eighties. Uh, demon movie. Uh, it's getting a sequel all these years later. Demon <laughs> Wind two uh, on on the the tails of uh, on the heels rather of things like the Mutilator two that's coming out this year. Okay. Um. Yeah. Apparently, we're getting a Demon Wind two. So if you're into that kind of thing, um, you know what? Why not? That's coming. Uh, we have a title for the David Gordon Green Exorcist movie. His new movie is going to be called The Exorcist Believer. Mm, okay. How do we feel about that? It, it sounds fine to me. Would you prefer him to go the Halloween route and just call it The Exorcist again? And have that being a sequel to The Exorcist. So is this, is this, like, are we supposed to, uh, do we know anything about this? Is this like a complete... All we know is that it's a, a direct new... sequel to the original movie, and that is it. Okay. I'm okay with, I'm okay with the, the, the subtitle then. Okay. Like I said, with Halloween, he didn't do a subtitle. It was just a Halloween from sure. this, from this year, right? Sure. I'm kind of happy he didn't do that again this time, because it made the Halloween I mean, like, franchise very yeah. confusing. Sure. But... I'd, I'd, and also, yeah, like don't follow the same formula every time. Yeah, you know. Uh, what we do know about the movie, though, is that uh, it kicks off with uh, after the the Exorcist believer kicks off after the devil takeover. Uh, after the devil takeover. Wait, wait, wait. This is just weirded uh, worded weirdly. Weirded wordedly. Yeah. <laughs> This is just weirded wordly. <laughs> the exorcist believer kicks off after the devil take over the bodies of two children. In the trailer, a father drops off his daughter at school. However, she and a friend go missing after school. When they are found in the woods, they seem changed and unaware that they are gone for three days, believing it had just been a few hours. So, 
Okay. That's the that's part of apparently there's been a trailer released for this somewhere and uh, they are doing that. CinemaCon it was released. Oh, right now. So anyway though, uh, yeah, this uh, should be released this year, October thirteenth. Sounds interesting. So yeah. yeah. I mean, do it. Let's see here. Uh, the Conjuring has a new movie coming out. Uh, the last movie I believe that they're doing with the original people. The Conjuring Last Rites is the upcoming title of the fourth movie. Okay. So we'll have some more to add to our Wanniverse. I mean that uh, you, the Last Rites does that does that uh, foreshadow something possibly like maybe one of the Warrens dying? I have no idea. You know, I don't think either of them died that young though in real life so who knows i don't literally nothing in these movies <laughs> well, act- actually fair. happened to the warrens so <laughs> i think they can take their liberties where they need to that's fair you know um the yeah so that's that let's see here moving on neil bloomcamp has a new movie coming out and it's going to be an alien abduction horror movie wait Neil Bloomkamp's making an alien movie? Yeah, I know, right? Weird. Not that alien movie. I have more alien news, though, coming up. Oh, okay. Believe it or not, James. Wait. Believe it. Or not. No, no. James. Believe it. No, believe oh, it. Oh, okay. All believe right. It. I do. I do. I want, I want to believe. <laughs> um, and they found us. A father and daughter undertake a camping trip in the Utah wilderness at, to heal their broken relationship. Attacked by a hostile extraterrestrial life form, their lives, not just their relationship, are at stake as they fight a humanoid beast to stop their abduction to an unknown, terrifying alien world. Nice. It sounds like Bloom Camp. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> I'm just expecting the aliens to be half machine and. There's just weird, uh, like android things, and you know, it's gonna be a Bloom Camp movie, yeah. And I'm I'm 100% into it. Moving on, um, let's see here. Sigourney Weaver, so last bit of news, by the way. Sigourney Weaver has officially said that the ship has sailed for her ever returning as Ellen Ripley. Mm. So, speaking of that Neil Bloom Camp alien movie that she was on board for, that was the nail in the coffin. That not happening was pretty much spelled the end of her uh, ever returning. It just tells me she's not as committed as Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis I was, was to Laurie say, Strode. <laughs> until, until uh, 10 years from now, when David Gordon Green announces he's doing a new <laughs> Alien trilogy. <laughs> Surprise, I'm back. <laughs> That's your news for the week. All right. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we get back... Some bad guys are going to get real sad. Real sad. Sad real, pandas. Real sad. Sad panda. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody would have sex with him. Well, that's why. Well, that pandas. Yeah. That's sad. What's it? The, the, the line in Fight Club. Pandas who won't screw to save their species. Wouldn't you be sad if nobody would screw you just to save your species? I'd that's life, dude. That's- <laughs> 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 All right. We'll be back. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Splinter. 2018. Nope, Not... 2008. Oh, I'm sorry, 2008. You're right. <laughs> I'm uh, dyslexic. I'm kind of crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, Splinter. Not to be confused with the, uh, the biopic of 
the giant rat from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. This is not that movie. Not to be confused with Mike's dick. <laughs> Splinter. That's mean. That's just mean. It's true. Yeah, it gets stuck with you. It gets in you. <laughs> and then it's annoying and you just want to get it out, but you, you can't get it out. Then you pick at it and it's... <laughs> And finally, starts to itch. Finally, you put a hot compress on it, hoping that it will work its way out. Oh, and it gets out <laughs> and off. Oh, for fuck's sake, James! Uh, Toby Wilkins directed this. Uh, Toby Wilkins also did a little movie, James. You might have heard of it. It's called The Grudge. Really? Three. <laughs> Go on, Toby. Um, unlike The Grudge Three, uh, Splinter is a fucking fantastic movie. Yeah. Love this movie. Yep. Loved it six years ago, whatever it was when I watched it the first time. Had not seen it since then. Uh, loved it just as much on on this viewing. I don't know about you. I assume it's the same. Yeah. Yeah, you're, I liked it a lot. You're nodding an awful lot. Otherwise, you're just like miming fellatio. What? It's one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Trapped in an isolated gas station by a voracious splinter parasite that transforms its still living victims into deadly hosts a young couple and an escaped convict must find a way to work together to survive this primal terror now correct me if i'm wrong this is basically just the live action well i guess real life is live action but like (laughs) it's like the human version of like that zombie fungus that like takes over bugs in the wild, oh, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Like that's yeah. kind of what this is, right? Yeah, sort of. I mean, couldn't you say that about really any zombie virus? Oh, I've never. I, well, they literally say that it's a fungus, though, in this movie. Mm. Well, li- li- like literally. So it's it's not a zombie because the people are are dead as doornails in this. Well, like Seth hypothesizes that it's a fungus. I think that's the, the idea, think, though, is that he figures it really, out. I don't think they ever really figure out exactly what it is. I would imagine that his hypothesis and all the things that make sense with it, though, kind of explain it in the movie. It doesn't explain. That's, that's, that's it the whole point ex- of him It doesn't explain what it. it is, though. Well, it's an alien fungus. At what point do they ever tell you that it's alien, though? Oh, I made that part up. Yeah. See? Yeah. So, But it's a fungus. It, is it a... It, it's... How do you know it's a fungus? Because they say it in the movie, James. <laughs> he just he the whole the whole movie he they never actually say it's they ne- they don't figure out that it's a fungus. He he's a he's a almost a PhD in biology. Okay. He looks at it, says that it looks like a fungus, it acts like a fungus, it reacts like a fungus. What part of you thinks it's not a fungus? Because you can't. I don't care if you're a PhD. You can't just look at something. You, oh, you're that, you can't you're just that guy on the internet. I don't give a shit if you're a PhD or not. Unless you can physically overpower me, you can't <laughs> tell me what to do. He's he's right though. Fuck you. <laughs> no, the idea is that he. The, the idea is that Seth in this movie like knows his shit and he figures it out. So it's a fungus. What he figures out is that it's a it's a parasitic thing. He doesn't know what it is, but it's parasitic and it's attracted to heat. That's all he figures out. Oh okay okay. You can't just say it's a you can't just say it's a fun cuz it it could be a it could be like a a living alien organism. It could be, but it's act okay. 
Okay, I, we're just. I guess you're right. I guess they don't actually come out and say it. I assume that him talking about it being a fungus the entire movie solidifies the fact that it's a fungus. Yeah, he also he says a lot of shit that sounds stupid. Like what? I don't know. <laughs> like what, James? <laughs> <laughs> like camping sucks. That's untrue. He's an idiot. True. Um, I don't know. Dude. I don't know. Cam- I, camping with her would suck though. <laughs> right. Come on. Right? Come on. That would be the worst. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Joe Joe Wagner, I was actually I think this is the first time I ever saw her in a in like an actual acting I role. I have no idea who she is. I really only knew her from um uh, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Wait, what? Most uh no. Um the American Wipeout. Oh, okay. You remember okay. that? Yeah. So Wipeout. Like the she American the, version of Most Extreme. Most Extreme. Yeah. Of, yeah. She was the host. I never watched Wipeout that often. We to used, like pick we used her. to watch it at the apartment yeah, all the time. I just time. watched people getting their shit wrecked. I wasn't paying attention to the host. Well, she was the girl talking to everybody in between. Like I know that the host was like hot. That was her. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well there you go then. Um, yeah, that's that. Like I, that's the only place when when I first saw this movie, I had never really seen her anywhere other than that. So I was like, okay, okay, what are, what are we getting ourselves into? So, she, she's pretty good. You can tell this movie was made in like the mid to late 2000s, just literally based on how she looks. It's like, oh, here's this babe with brunette hair and a lime green spaghetti strap top with short shorts on or whatever. Like, I feel like every single. It was a, it was like, a white shirt, but. No, it wasn't. <laughs> wasn't it? No, it was like lime green or something. I think she was wearing green shorts. She was wearing khaki shorts. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Um. No, but like the point is, like they they dressed every single person in like like Jessica Biel looks very similar <clears throat> in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. It was Jessica Biel. There it was, was uh, like it was uh what the hell's her name? The chick from Willow. From Willow. Uh, not Willow. What the hell? Uh, the Dollhouse. Whatever the fuck. Oh, Eliza Dushku. Eliza Dushku. It's but the like, same that thing was the she's type, wearing. Though. In... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the type. It was the brunettes. Like the 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 2000s. It was all about being brunette. Hell yeah. Wearing dude. tight spaghetti or tank top type shirts and tight somewhat <laughs> pants or short shorts. Yeah, she's wearing, like she's it was car- a type. <laughs> cargo shorts. I think they're are those cargo shorts. <clears throat> are they? That's fucking. See, I used to wear cargo shorts. You didn't call me hot. James, did you carry tots around in them? I did, I did. Uh, okay, How, tell me what's 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 this movie to you? Uh, what's this movie to me? It's rad. <laughs> <laughs> I like this movie a lot. It's uh like this this kind of popped out of nowhere for me. I just mm-hmm. watched it randomly, and I I didn't know what to expect from it. I actually went into it uh, the first time I ever watched it. I thought it was a different movie. Okay, because I I re- I remembered seeing the uh the cover art for what the hell's that movie where there's like two people there's like a there's like two people face to face on the cover art Alien vs Predator and the and the one on top is like all fucked up like her face is all fucked up I don't know what it was <laughs> but I thought I was going into that movie <clears throat> okay what the hell was it. Is it- wasn't Splinter. I, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Uh, Savage. Uh, Savages. Rav. That was ravenous. Ravenous. Was Never there a movie called? Okay. Never heard of it. I don't know. Um, but I thought I was going into that, and then I was pleasantly surprised to find out that I was watching this weird parasitic alien Splinter 
this comes from and, a time when movies like this could actually get funding to be good because DVD sales were super hot yeah. in the in the 2000s. Yeah. And this was made at a time where the studios would actually put a decent amount of money behind movies even if they were getting like straight to video in the US, maybe they had a theatrical run outside of the US. Yeah. But like they still did really good and you got a lot of these really really great horror movies from yeah. that era. Yeah. Um and this one had mostly all practical effects. I think there's one scene at the end right before the creature monster gets lit on fire. It might be like crude CG. Uh-huh. That's the only time in the entire movie, though, where it's not practical. Yeah. And my God, the movie shines through its practical effects. Well, and I thought they were really smart. I I remember I remember thinking this the first time I watched it, and I still thought it this time. I thought they were really smart with how much they showed you of the monster. Yeah. They did the it was really like quick, quick like, frenetic. Yeah, exactly. So like, one of my one of my things here is like I like the frenetic camera work, but it can be a little bit much at times. Like they do it so much that it, it can become a little bit of an eyesore. It's not it to me, like maybe that's how you feel. To me, it's not so much that it's an eyesore. To me, it's more like I want you to slow down and 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 give me a f- there's a part of me where I'm like, okay, I like this that they're not like fully showing the thing because this is almost like, like in that it it's it's making you feel the uh, the the panic in the moment. You know what I mean? Sure. But there's a part of me where I'm like, can you just hold the camera still for a second so I can see what this thing looks like? Yeah. But there's also a part of me where I'm like, I'm kind of glad that I d- like. I'm kind of glad I don't really know what it looks like. It kind of makes it scarier no, it in a way. You it know? helps. And even at the very end, it becomes this... It's funny because uh, the monster in this actually reminds me a lot of the monster in Evil Dead Rise mm-hmm. from last week. It's like, it's like a combination of all of its different victims kind mm-hmm. of morphed into Sewn one thing. Because it's just kind of... It's living. It's just kind of absorbing things. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it works super, super, super well. You know, it looked really cool when you finally saw it at the very end. And even at the end, it's not like you see it a ton. Mm-hmm. You you get the you get the impression that you know what it is because you've seen it long enough to form that in your head. But like it doesn't linger on it, doesn't do anything like that. Like it really makes you kind of piece it together in your mind. Kinda. Yeah. And I I love too that it's not like like once it sews together because it uh um, because you have you have Dennis played by Shea Shay Wiggum. He's the the bad guy in the beginning of the movie. He's the he's in a ton of stuff. He's the robber. Um, and he's got his girl, Lacey. Yep. Who, who is batshit crazy? Who's just a drug addict? She's like, out yeah. Of her she's mind. a junkie, so she's just like she's seeing shit, and like he never knows when she's telling the truth or not because she might just be like coming like coming down off of being high or she is high and he never knows what to what to think about what she's saying yeah but like so she ends up getting taken by this thing uh and then a cop ends up getting taken by this thing and i like the fact that it's not like in a lot of movies with this type of creature once the pieces are all kind of consumed and and uh, combined and sewn together, sure, it becomes like a like a larger organism, cohesive unit that can like move in unison, yeah, and almost like like it's there's some sort of awareness. 
there's, but there's really not an awareness. There's to no it. awareness to this thing whatsoever. It's literally just it's the and it's kind of like it's you pure were, instinct. Yeah, it's kind of like what you were saying with the uh, that fungus that lives in. Is it ants that it gets in? It can get into ants. I've seen crickets. I've seen like literally ant, uh, whatever. Yeah, there's. I, I, and they become. I don't think that it's just ants. There's tons of different types of insects that it can. Uh, and they get become into. zombies almost. Yeah. And they continue doing, like, actually walking around and doing normal things. And then at some point, they just stop existing. And then this thing, like, grows out the top of its head. I like the fact that this creature, like, once all the pieces are sewn together, there is no real consciousness about it or anything. It's just, like, flailing around. It's just, like, this limp mass of flesh and blood and disgusting like viscous shit dripping off of it It just wants the next hot meal basically right yeah you know they come to find out that if you're cold it's not it doesn't it's not attracted to you it wants warmth which is exactly where fungus grows james in warm temperatures I just don't think that's true. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so let's talk about the the characters. Okay, you mentioned uh, you mentioned um, Lacey and uh, Seth, right? Lacey and uh, no, Dennis. Th- Lacey and Dennis. Yeah. Polly and Seth are they start the movie. Uh, Polly is Joe Wagner, who we were talking about before. She's the babe, and uh, Paulio Costanzo plays Seth, who Paolo. is uh, Paolo. Wait, Paul, pa- Paolo. 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 Uh, I don't know what the fuck this screech-looking motherfucker was doing with her, <laughs> but that's unrealistic. <laughs> Took me right out of the movie. He's a PhD, man. <laughs> sure. Uh, anyway, care. they're they're out camping, and the two of them together are so dumb they can't set up a tent, and they, they end up ripping a tent. So they're driving back into town to find a motel. Doesn't he actually end up breaking one of the I don't know how you do the that. The poles? I don't know how you that's do that. That's impossible. Yeah. With your hands. Oh, I got a PhD. <laughs> Fuck you, Paulo. Um, but so they're back in time. They're they're driving back to try to find a motel to stay for the night. They uh, they stop because they see a junkie in the woods, and turns out it's uh, it's Lacey. And then Dennis knocks a gun on their window. Your standard uh, roadside takeover. Yeah, is basically what it is. Yeah. When when their car dies, they they happen upon a gas station, and this gas station you see the attendant in the beginning succumb to the creature already, mm-hmm. but you know they don't know that. So once they get there, it's basically a hold up inside the gas station. The creature is out there. People die. Mass hysteria. The movie kicks off, mm-hmm. and it's a fucking great movie. It's so good. Yeah, and it's so tense, and it's so it's tense in the in in the fact that it's. You know me, I love single space movies. Mm-hmm. This isn't totally that, but it's enough to like I think check most of the boxes. Sure, yeah. And I, I just I just love it and I love weird alien movies. And and even though this is like a fungus, I I still consider it to be in that realm because it's unknown to anybody. Sure. So that also checks the boxes. Yeah. It's just good, man. Like and it's weird <laughs> because because Dennis, uh, Shay Wiggum's character, like Dennis becomes, he's such an asshole the first half of the movie. Yeah. And then when you start and this to is hear what ties his, into our, our theme yeah. for the night, which is bad guys become sad guys. Sad Once guys. you hear his story, you start actually sympathizing with him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he's really not that bad of a guy. He's just doing what he needs to do to reset his life. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. He might still be a bit of an asshole. But he's an asshole for the right reasons, if that makes 
sense? Like he was a criminal, but he's trying to turn his life around for well, the good, for the best reasons. Well, I mean, he did murder somebody. Ah, that's which debatable. Sucks, you know. <laughs> but like he he he. Uh, it was because he was he was on a what did he say like a four four day meth bender or something, something like, like that. that yeah. He just like absolutely smacked out of his mind. Had no idea what he was doing, and he ended up killing somebody. And but then when he's explaining this to um to Polly, he says, uh, I went to prison. I found out that his widow was, you know, she had fallen on hard times after he died, and he said, I vowed to Yeah, af- nest egg after with- I got out yeah, like he had he had his girl Lacey stashing away money, putting it in a nest egg. And he said, I vowed after, you know, if I ever got out of prison, I would go to Platt. I would get this nest egg and I would send her all of it. So that he was going to Mexico to basically start right. over. And he said, everybody deserves a second chance. And I think she deserves one, too. So, like, he was like, he was genuinely, like, he was a, he was a sorry, dude that, sorry for what. Yeah, he, had he was done. a dude that did really bad shit and came out of prison with a different, like, outlook on life yeah like, don't, don't get me wrong he's still he's still doing hood rat shit but yeah. like <laughs> it was it, but it's, but but his intentions are good yeah his it's sort of one of those good. like yeah like a like a criminal with a heart of gold kind of thing kind of and it's like but it's enough to where you actually do feel you, sympathy for you him like by him the by the end of the movie, end of the movie. Yeah. he's <laughs> not a really bad guy do. he's not trying like he had hostages but once once he realized that the hostages are no longer like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like, like I lo- not not <laughs> they useful, weren't... but they're no longer important, right? Because right. the situation has changed, right? You see that uh, his attitude changes to where he didn't ever want to hurt these people. You right. know, like he just he just wanted to survive, which is what he's doing in the yeah. in the gas station. Yeah, and everybody's everybody's arcs are pretty cool. Like, there's him with his redemption arc. There's uh. There's Polly who uh, she's sort of she's she's married to this guy. Are they married? No, or what no, are, they're not married. They're together. Like they're living together in sin. Oh, they're living in sin. Oh no, as Dennis put it. Um, her like Polly and Dennis actually like form this kind of funny bond where like he recognizes in her. He keeps calling her firecracker. Yeah. He's like, man, she's a tough one. Like, she kind of knows what she's doing. And they kind of form a bond and they start, like, um, scheming together to figure out stuff. And Seth is there the whole time saying, like, this is insane. Like, why are you guys doing this? And he's, they set him up early in the movie as just like, he's a nerd. He's this PhD. He's really into history, likes talking about trees. He's completely inept when it comes to anything physical, like sure. like any sort of like physical strength or anything like that. So his arc is pretty cool too, because by the end of the movie, once he figures out kind of what's going on with the um, the fungus, finally he grows I will, a set. I will I will concede oh. and I'll call it a fungus. Oh, thanks, James. Um, yeah, like the whole thing with him lowering his body temperature and yeah. stuff is badass. Which I don't think that you can do that. <laughs> is, is is that the way that body temperatures work? I mean, I am watching I mean, this. You, I'm like, I don't you, know that you can actually do that. Why wouldn't you be able to do that? I just you never heard of somebody getting hypothermia. I've heard of That's it when your I've heard of body it temperature in drops. Movies, 
But you've never heard of somebody in hypothermia in real life? I've heard of somebody doing it intentionally in movies. Can you do that intentionally to yourself, though? Lower your body temperature? By just covering yourself in ice. Yeah, if you cover yourself in ice, your body temperature will go down. Why would it not? Okay. No, if you, I if just, you put if you put ice in I this, just didn't think that it would be that easy. If you put That's ice all. in this glass right now, the liquid on the inside He's will cool down. He's not putting ice in his ass. It wasn't like he was opening his asshole and shoving bags of ice up his ass. If like, I if it's I stop from the inside. If I take this can of beer and shove it into a cooler full of ice, the liquid on the inside of the can gets cold. Again, but if you put all the ice on the outside of the can, I guess the inside of the can gets cold. The too. inside okay, fine. the liquid inside. Fine. So fine. yes, if you covered yourself I in ice. I just didn't think that in a human body it was that easy to do. That's, that's how all. you get hypothermia, dude. No, you hypoth- well, yes, your body temperature drops, but like to have an outside force doing that that quickly, I thought it would take a lot longer to do that. That's all. I just I just figured it would take longer to do it. That's all. How do you? Th- I don't if- know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they were they were laying inside of a beer cooler, and he was covered in bags of ice. That would drop your body temperature pretty quickly. Seven degrees though. Is it that easy to drop at seven whole degrees? I mean, the, the 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 liquid inside your body is just like any other liquid. If it's in contact with something that's below the temp, the freezing point of water, it's gonna cool down. Why sure, wouldn't we're it? also warm blooded? Cold blooded te- cold blooded animals can take the temperature of the things around them. Warm blooded animals have like an internal heating system that keeps them going. I just don't think that like in the span of what, an hour of him being under ice, his body would drop seven degrees. I just don't buy that. Well, ice is 32 degrees, and those coolers are kept at what? When's the last time? I I haven't been enough. They're kept at just above freezing. Right. So, like, if you were to go, if you were to go and stand, like, you walk outside in the middle of winter naked and stand there, you would get hypothermia within an hour, probably. You know what? I'm going to do this as a test. Next winter. <laughs> I will I'm be stand, there. I'm going to stand outside naked to see how long it takes me to get hypothermia. I actually, I don't know how how long it takes hypothermia to set in, but I know it's like if you're freezing, I know it's in freezing temperatures. I know it's not that, not that long. Fair. You know, it's a fair. It just, it just seemed a bit far-fetched. Also, we don't know Whether how, or not I'm right or not is irrelevant. Yeah. Just seemed that we way. We spent a lot of time on that particular we, we part. We really, really did. Yeah, but... Uh, once once they figure out once they figure out what's going on with this thing and it's attracted to heat and stuff the the last like 20 minutes of the movie goes by really fast it's just it does. like it does it's it, it like cuz it's really good like <laughs> there there there's a threat outside they're trying to figure it out they go from one idea to the next to the next but it's done in a way that like it doesn't let you really catch your breath right they just go from one thing to the next and and it works and yeah. it's simple it's very simple it's just them trying to get out of a yeah. place yeah it's just that straightforward it. very cool i don't know that i agree with them about setting a gas station on fire to get help is the greatest idea they were trying to set the forest on fire by by using a trail of lighter fluid that goes from the building to the forest. Yeah, that's not the best idea. And when Seth brings that up and says, "Hey, that might not be a great idea," they basically say, "It'll be fine." Yeah, like it's not <laughs> it's not a great idea. It, I I understand that they had to do it because it comes back to the end of the movie. Like it it, it does work because they're from the fireworks outside, and mm-hmm. then I don't know that 
that that lighter fluid line would still be that flammable at that point. But why couldn't you? Why couldn't you had the bottles of lighter fluid? Why couldn't you make a Molotov cocktail? To, you already had the door off the hinges. Light a rag, throw it out into the woods, and then it would light on fire. This is why they needed you there, James. Right? Because there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. And you had like 30 bottles of lighter fluid. You could do it over and over again. Yeah. And that thing, like, it's not like it can, it can detach parts of itself, but only like literally once it like... Because there's a part where the hand drops off, but very it's, Evil it's, Dead kind of like the hand, yeah, of Evil Dead, yeah. But it's after the hand is being forced under glass for like two minutes, and it finally manages to like kind of break its own arm off. I, <laughs> I love the part where uh, Dennis Dennis is infected because he got a splinter in his finger earlier in the movie, and his fingers start breaking themselves and shit like that which is really the cool the sound of his bones breaking <laughs> it's so was it's one of the most effective scenes yeah. that deals with that kind of thing like yeah. the popping is so like front and center on the soundtrack yeah. it just, it just kind of hits you to your core a little bit it's fantastic i, I love that he uh he 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 finally says like i gotta cut my arm off like hand me that knife and then he passes out he doesn't pass out though. He he kind of passes out, and then they they're like, okay, well we have we act, we have to get his arm off, and she grabs his hand with a blanket. Seth grabs the exacto knife that he's about to cut his arm off with, and he kind of like comes to, and she's just like, it's okay, we're cutting your arm off. Like, don't don't he, worry about it. We're cutting your arm off. He was not in near enough pain to get his arm cut off like i get that you go into shock and that's fine but like that mixed with once he wakes up he's just having a general conversation missing an arm <laughs> like i just don't buy that for a second yeah yeah <laughs> like and if that's and if it's true what a fucking badass especially especially with how they actually had to because they cut through the skin and they cut through the muscle and the fat yeah but then in order cinder blocked his arm off in order to get the actual <laughs> arm off they have to break his arm off with a cinder block there's no way that he would just be up and talking in a couple hours times no. with, with nothing else no and that's how he is yeah completely that's the most unrealistic part of this entire movie total badass <laughs> um yeah i don't know i i i it's the movie is is just fun uh we mentioned earlier all the practical effects there's the one scene that sticks out to me where the female cop gets ripped in half. Yeah. And you can tell it is le- it's legit latex. They are just pulling until it rips. And it's so much more effective than any kind of CG yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, why they ever moved away from that is beyond me. I just, I just don't get it. But yeah. it's so good. The movie's great. If you've never seen Splinter, we highly, highly recommend it. Um, check it out. It's on every streaming platform yeah i watched it on prime i did too but i think it's literally available everywhere oh yeah so you Um, will not have a problem finding it and i like that they i like that they ended it with like the potential for a sequel and but they didn't do a sequel so like you can just make up in your mind what's gonna happen the sequel is gonna be called splintered splinters Splinters. Oh, you that's could actually, go. So you could do better. You could do. <laughs> you could do splinters and then splintered, and then splintering, and then splinted, and splinted when healing finally yep. starts to set in. Yep. And you then know. splint, which yep. is the prequel. 
Right. Yep. And then sp, which is just a prefix. <laughs> All right. All right. On. That's Splinter from yeah. 2008. Check it's it out. Fantastic. It's easy to find. Just watch it. So moving on to a movie called The Price We Pay, which is a movie that I was not even aware of up until a couple weeks ago. About three fifty. About three fifty. By by the way. Yeah. It's the price we pay. About three fifty. About three. Uh, it's about three fifty. Uh, this movie is from twenty twenty two, so it's relatively new. Uh, directed by. Um, I got this, James. I got this. <laughs> no, you don't. Ryuhei Kitamura. That's pretty good. Yay! Well, I don't know if it's right, but oh, I'm fuck. I'm saying it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, he is the director of a movie called Midnight Meat Train, which we did uh, fucking eons ago. I liked Great Midnight Meat movie. Train. Yeah, that was he good. He also directed Godzilla Final Wars, which is one of the best crazy-ass, off-your-rocker Godzilla movies. <laughs> it's like The Matrix mixed with... Like Power Rangers mixed with Godzilla. It's incredible. Sounds awesome. Incredible. <laughs> um, after a pawn shop robbery goes askew, two criminals take refuge at a remote farmhouse to try to let the heat die down, but find something much more menacing. Well, that's not right. Two criminals? Yeah. Well, there's three, technically. Yeah. Well, there's three criminals plus a hostage. Yep. yep. So that's fucking wrong. Fucking IMDb. <laughs> All right, I, I have my thoughts about this movie. Mm-hmm. I want to hear you, because this is a movie that we both went into very cold. Yeah. We had no idea what to expect. I think we, the, watched, I think we watched the trailer for it last week. We did. The, the poster for the movie. Have you seen the poster, like when you look it up? It, it, it <laughs> the does, one on IMDb. Yeah, it, it, it is not a good poster. No, it's terrible. It, because it does not reflect the movie at all. It almost makes it look like a weird, like heartwarming drama or something. Yeah, yeah. From from the from the halfway point up, it's like a hallmark. A movie. hallmark yeah. movie. Yeah. Whoever designed this fucking movie poster should be fired because this again does not represent it at all. And then, and then from the bottom down, are you looking at it right now? I'm not. I know it in my head though. From the bottom down, it's it's a girl sitting on a picnic blanket. On a nice summer day, and her very large friend is showing her 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 uh, like her favorite trophy that she just got. Her favorite scythe. Her favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's just not good. It's just not a good trailer or, mm. or a poster, rather. Yeah. That being said, the movie <laughs> fucking amazing. Like it's brutal and it's amazing, and I loved it. Mm. Oh, you didn't. It's not a good movie. Oh my god! Okay, for once, for once, we have a difference of opinion for a movie I love that you didn't like. Uh, it's not that I didn't. It's not that I like. It's not that I didn't enjoy watching it. It's just not a good movie. I I loved it. I enjoyed. I really loved it. I enjoyed watching it. But I'm a lot. Okay, I, I can. Explain. But you I can. But I can enjoy watching a bad movie. Sure, and that's I get what that. I. And that's what I did with this one. So start from the top. <clears throat> Give me your impressions of the movie. What didn't you like about it? Um, so from the from the top, you've got uh, a a a girl. Um, what was her name? You can go to the cast if you Grace. want to. I guess we need to do that. So but. Grace, played by Gigi Zimbato. Um, you have her showing up at a pawn shop. 
she's obviously fallen on hard times. You can kind of just get the sense of that because she takes a shot of liquor before she goes in. And she's into some shit. Yeah. Um. First of all, the guy who played the pawn shop owner. Mm. There's like this weird when people feel like they need to be, they need to act like the bad guy. They there's like this very specific. Uh, well, it's because of the Godfather tone of voice that they take on, where it's almost like a whisper, and it's like nobody fucking talks like that in real life, dude. Like, just talk normally. I don't know. It just annoyed me. But anyway, so there's a a robbery that goes on while she's talking to this creeper because she owes him five grand and she doesn't have any money. Um, That's never really fully explained. But she owes him money and then he's trying to basically, like, have sex with her to clear her debt. Yeah, so you, and then this, you don't have anything to pay me, but you do have something right. to pay me. And then this robbery starts taking place with uh, Emil Hirsch, Stephen Dorff. Um, it's quite a duo. Uh, and I liked them both, though. And Emil, I was, I did. I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. But like <laughs> Emil Hirsch's brother, who's played by uh, he's Shane, played mm-hmm. by Tanner Zagarino. And then there was another guy who gets killed immediately, and then a driver who drives off immediately. Yeah. Um, so basically, they f- they find Grace, and they're like, "Well, we need a getaway car. She has a car. They take her hostage, and then they fly off into into the desert. Um, they end up coming up, of course, on a roadblock because why wouldn't there be a police roadblock for no particular reason? Was it because I don't need, like the news hadn't gotten out about their robbery yet, right? So why was there a roadblock? No, they they first heard of the news of the robbery after they were in the farmhouse for a few yeah. hours. So conveniently, there was a police roadblock up ahead, so they turned off onto this side road that led them to this ranch out in the middle sure. of nowhere, right? So no big deal. Fine. Up until this point, I was f- still fully like, all right, cool. Invested. Like this is yeah, yeah. I'm like it was. I like Steven Dorff a lot. Okay. Um, I like Emil Hirsch a lot, even though I just felt like his character what you, was. What? what do you know Emil Hirsch from the most? I'm trying. I was trying to place him because I mean, obviously, I know uh, who Emil Hirsch is, but like, I was trying to place where I know him best from, and I don't think that there is a place. Probably, probably for me, probably Into the Wild. I've never seen Into the Wild. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, you would love it. I'm sure I would. Yeah. I've just never seen it, and I and I can't place him. It's kind of the same thing with the he first looks, movie. He's always looked to me like uh, him and uh, shit. What the hell's his name from Twenty One and from Across the Universe? Jim. No, oh, uh, you're talking about uh, uh, Gordon uh, 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 Joseph Gordon Levitt. No, no. In Twenty One. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. Jim, Stur- oh, no, I'm Jim, of, I'm Jim thinking... Sturgis. Oh, okay. I'm, to me, I'm, to yeah. me, Emil Hirsch and Jim Sturgis have always been like, I can't tell them apart. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, yeah, Into the Wild and uh, that old movie with uh, Alicia, Alicia, Alicia Cuthbert. Oh, where, he was where, in, yeah, where he, yeah, where he yeah, dates yeah. the girl, but she's a porn star. That's probably where I know him. The girl next door. The girl next That's door. That's probably yeah. where I know him the best from. 
so that uh, so thank you for that because I could not mm-hmm. place him. Um, it's funny that you say that Emil Hirsch reminded you of that guy because for me, my my note for him, Michael Emil Hirsch in this movie is like if Dustin from Stranger Things grew up to be <laughs> the love child of Corey Feldman and the dude from The Big Bang Theory. The main guy, I can't think of his name. I could not remember his name. Oh, Johnny Galecki? Yes. But that's who he looks like. <laughs> he's, he's got like the typical, uh, he's got like the typical serial killer look in this movie. He does, yeah. He's got a mullet. He's got like the weird glasses. I, I can understand why you might find his character a bit annoying and maybe overacted for this role. It just, I liked it though. I just thought he was weird and, 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 it just felt just oddball. I, don't I know. like I like oddball characters. I'm trying to like it's almost uh like I would compare him almost to like um uh Quentin Tarantino's character in From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Like he's this really weird eccentric mm-hmm. killer who just his his appetite for death is insatiable and he's very strange and I feel like Quentin Tarantino fits that bill, and he did it really well mm-hmm. in From Dust Till Dawn. I feel like Emil Hirsch was just like, there was something too... Maybe it's because I'm just used to thinking him, thinking of him as like this like clean-cut kind of nerdy guy. But there was just something about it that was like too... I just like I didn't. I didn't. I didn't buy it. I don't know. I, I, get, I mean, I get that. I I didn't feel that, but I but I can definitely see why you would say that. Sure. You know. Um. I also think that. Uh, I I really really liked Stephen Dorff in this movie. Oh, dude. I thought Stephen Dorff was great. I like Stephen Dorff. And not I'm... once did he mention blue e-cigarettes. See, I was <laughs> not once. <laughs> Based off of his voice in this movie, because his voice is like very deep and very gravelly, I was like, you know, if you would have started smoking blue e-cigarettes earlier, your voice wouldn't sound like that, bud. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I liked him a lot. He played an ex-army ranger, yeah, who just kind of got caught up in this world of uh, Stephen Dorff is kind of a, is kind of a discount key for Sutherland. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Well, especially since you know they're both they're both tied up in vampire lore too. Mm, that's true. Because Kiefer Sutherland with the Lost with Boys, Lost Boys and yep. Stephen Dorff with Blade. Blade, yep. Um, yep. <laughs> Damn, they're the same person. <laughs> Fucker. Uh, Tanner Zagarino is Shane. He's just sort of a write-off character. Like he sticks around for a while, and then eventually he. Yeah, he's the he's the brother of um, uh, Amelia Hirsch's character, yeah. Alex. Uh, it, they're they're all part of the same. It's 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 Emil Hirsch, uh, Stephen Dorff, and Tanner. Tanner, they're all part of the the group that robs the pawn the pawn shop. Yeah, he gets shot by the big fat pawn shop owner or whatever, and that's right. kind of that's kind of his fate. The rest of the movie, he just kind of sits in a room and is catered to because he's you know bleeding out. Yeah, there's nothing real uh, remarkable about him. He he just yeah he just sort of he's a good dude he doesn't really want to be there you kind of get that impression he just sort of hobbles around until it's time for him to die yeah uh and that's fine so they get to this farmhouse and uh cody steven dorf and grace they approach this kid that they saw like rolling a barrel over by the 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 barn yeah 
uh, a, like a minute before. And actually, Alex, Emil Hirsch, he wants to just go up and kill the kid. Just straight like He's cap. just ready to just yep. start killing people. And they're like, let's be a little more tactful about this. I respect that about him. <laughs> I do. Like, if you're going to be a bad guy, don't fucking care about people. Right? I'm not, I'm not saying that that's how you should be. But if you're going to be a bona fide bad guy, you don't give a shit about anything. Well, see, to me... So like, I understand his frustration with uh, Isig guy. Steven Dorff. With Steven Dorff's character. I, I understand his frustration with him because you have two very different types of psychopaths. Well, you know? the thing is, though, is it like... Well, I guess Steven Dorff wouldn't be a psychopath, but you know. So Alex... Uh, yeah, Cody, Steven Dorff, he's an ex-military guy. He's just basically trying to make a living. Which you don't really ever he falls hear into his backstory. He says that he's he, in the Rangers, but he he gives hints at it, but we never actually get it. Yeah, um, but he's ex-military. Yeah, and so he f- kind of fell into this life of criminality because there were certain aspects of you know like his skill set that would probably work out well for. But he's not the type of guy who just wants to like go out and kill people. He knows that he can get a job done cleanly without <laughs> killing people. Whereas Emil Hirsch is like, he's like, he's the serial killer who you send out on a mission because you know that he won't hesitate to kill people sure. if he needs to. I need but that A, could B, be, C, and D done. He's going to do it. But that could be to, to the detriment of the, the task at hand because he might get <clears throat> caught up more in the killing than in he the actual. He enjoys it. Right. Yeah. Right. He's a psychopath. Um. Or a sociopath, I don't know. So he wants to just kill the kid. Cody and and Grace walk up and they're they're like, we can handle this a little more tactfully. Shane has a bullet in his leg. We need to like get him into a place where we can take this bullet bullet out of his leg. So they go up and they ask this kid if they can stay in one of the farmhand houses. This kid is like super freaked out about them even being there. He just comes across as like I like. I'm not supposed, you know, like I'm not supposed to be talking to people. Like, yeah, he's just like he comes across as like, yeah, why are these strangers on my property, and what am I supposed to do about this situation? But he ultimately says, you can go stay in one of the farmhand houses, but only for a few hours because my grandpa's gonna come back, and sure, he might not like it if you're here. Blah blah. And at that blah. point, it's like, who's grandpa? Right. <laughs> so they go. They get into one of these farmhand houses, and then they get the bullet out of Shane. Shane's, again, just sort of, he's, he's there, but he's just sort of a throwaway character. He's, he's cannon fodder. I would say, he's hes just a reason for Steven Dorf and Emil Hirsch to fight, honestly. like He's yeah. he, hes there to put that wedge in between these two characters. I, like, he, he, he would be, I, I understand what he's supposed to be, like, Emil Hirsch's character is like this cold, heartless person, but he's got love for his brother. And his brother has love for him, even though he understands that he's a psychopath. Yeah. Again, kind of like the brothers in From Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. You know? Kind of, like yeah. George Clooney realizes that Quentin Tarantino's a psychopath, but they're blood, so they sure. love each other, you know? So then Grandpa comes home, and we didn't we didn't talk about earlier in the movie. Like the opening scene of this movie has to do with a a lady of the night getting dropped off at a truck stop. And it does. She kind of 
We got to talk about that that yeah. first scene. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Did you not get Halloween 2018 vibes from that? Like the scene in, in Halloween 2018 where Michael Myers is in the truck stop yep. and he's outside of the stall and you just see his feet underneath or whatever <clears> and then he proceeds to wreak havoc. Like I'm watching this and I go, this is literally just that. It's the same exact thing. The only difference is that instead of it being Michael Myers... It it's a and this is something that you don't see very often in horror movies. Mm-hmm. It's a gigantic killer woman. Like, well, you don't know that yet, though. I I knew it right off the bat. Did you? You, you can tell by her body type. Yeah. Honestly, like her, her silhouette screamed woman. Like it just did. Yeah, because because a lot of six foot eight women are running around. There's out not. There. <laughs> but like I said, it's just it was just it was just the the curves like of her body. Like you could just tell that it was a a woman's body. Well, you didn't even see that the, big. Yeah. Even that big, you could just tell. Um. Yeah, Halloween 2018. But even even before that, because like Halloween 2018 reminded me of High Tension. There's that great scene in High Tension where the, the girl is in the bathroom yeah, stall yeah. and the well, killer this, comes in. This movie, well, no, actually, you know what? It was the other movie reminded me a lot of High Tension. Actually, Splinter. What? Splinter had a lot of High Tension stuff in it too. Really? I thought so. Why? Early two thousands, the look of it, the oh, feel of it, it yeah, just, it just it just screamed it. But I mean, I get that though. I can get that in this one too. Mm-hmm. Like especially that scene you're talking about in the bathroom mm-hmm. in High Tension. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so that's what you open the, the the movie up with is you see this this girl, this hooker getting kidnapped by yeah. whoever these people are, and so it turns out that uh, Emil Hirsch's character Alex he goes to like figure out what the hell is going on and he gets down into this like underground bunker underneath the the barn and it's just like a labyrinth of hallways and there's all kinds of weird uh prison cells underneath there and stuff like that and he realizes that there's some crazy shit going on he finds the kid the kid's just like mopping up blood in one of the rooms randomly get out of here (laughs) and the kid gets very nervous yeah and he says it's not safe for it's not the kid says it's not safe for you to be here even while he's got a gun to his head yeah so you know grandpa's on his way back and you get the impression and you know right he's there. Fuck shit up. You get the impression right there, and this is important: is that that kid is maybe not a hundred percent like part of the cause, you know, right? Like, like, like committed rather to the cause, right? Like you can see it right then and there in his in his delivery of that, right? Like it's not safe for you, right? Kill me, I don't care. It's not safe for you. So turns out he was right, Grandpa and. Sister Jody come back. You mean Liam Neeson Jigsaw? That's exactly what he was. <laughs> Liam Neeson Jigsaw? If Liam Neeson played Jigsaw in the song, that, that's who this guy was. He was Irish. I just... Was he, he Irish? Yes, absolutely. He's like, he's like, he's like I've taught these kids, or whatever, whatever the fuck the guy says in the movie. I didn't write any quotes down, but he's like, he's like, they've got to learn the difference between blah, blah, blah. Like, he had that... that, that that sound to it his didn't voice. Sound, it didn't sound Might, Irish Maybe to it me, wasn't but. Irish, but he had a very similar speaking voice. Put it that way. I just couldn't... Like, so it he was, was, that was exactly all I heard. He was played by Vernon Wells, and uh, I will just always... I'll forever know him as Bennett from Commando, because yeah. it's linked to one of, one of the finest Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners in history. 
which Get is... Get to the chopper! No. <laughs> and actually, his death in this movie, spoiler alert, he dies, is... It's kind of... It's kind of like on par with his death in Commando. Do you remember that scene? I don't. It's the scene where they're fighting. They're like they're having a fight in a boiler room, and then finally Arnold takes a giant pipe and throws it at Bennett, and it pierces right through his abdomen into the boiler, and then the steam is coming out of the end of the oh, pipe. And I haven't seen Commando in forever. And Arnold looks at the looks at the camera and says. Let off some steam, Bennett. It's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking cool, dude. <laughs> oh, I love those old Schwarzenegger movies. Oh, They're so shit, good. it's good. They're so good. So, yeah, um, that was kind of cool to see him in this role. Uh, and then you had Jody, who was the sister of uh, Danny. The, of Danny, so the, the second kid. Half, yeah, the second half of the movie introduces all the, the secondary characters, mm-hmm. sort of. You have Danny, who's the younger the younger the brother. The young kid. Yeah, the young kid. Jody's this big old bitch. Like, she's, what, <laughs> seven foot eight, I think, in real life? Six foot eight. Six foot eight. Yeah. Very, Eric, huge, Eric, though. Erica Irvin, who she also goes by Amazon Eve. Like, yeah, she's, and she's done a ton of stuff. Yeah, she's six, um, six foot eight. In flats, yeah, it's a big woman. She's huge, <laughs> and I love the idea though that you the menacing character. I my, my notes, I go, oh, they have their own tiny from uh, <laughs> Thousand Thousand Corpses. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of true though. But I kind of love the fact they they swapped it out though and made it a female role. Well, yeah, you just I mean, don't see that very. Yeah, often. you don't usually see like yeah, the, yeah, like the this hulking menace of of a character being a woman, which is pretty cool. But it's great. Um. The like the 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 double the double vocal cord breathing that she did was fucking stupid. Kind of, I kept waiting for her to take her like mouth breathing thing off or whatever it was, but over her jaw and like show something fucked up behind it. We never got that. I didn't I was really just kind understand of for it, that though. because like once that thing was burned off, she had a she had a pretty normal mouth and really nice teeth underneath. <laughs> she did. She had like perfect. The rest teeth. of her face was all fucked up, but. <laughs> It, it was uh, so he, i guess here was here's where it kind of lost me like the the whole story about the like the grandpa and his motivation behind what he was doing so they were bringing people back they were finding people out in the world who quote unquote weren't appreciating the the gifts that they had been given by god which is where the jigsaw part comes in uh sure yeah yeah he was an organ harvester. He was an organ harvester. Yeah. He was he was taking people who, which if you're going to harvest organs, would you really want to take organs from people who had been neglecting themselves? No. No. I don't think he knows that though. <laughs> They're just grabbing. I, I think, think he's from, actually. I think he's har. I think he's genuinely harvesting organs, like healthy organs. Well, he and, is. And he's selling well, he's them. Taking, but, Excuse me. He's taking whatever's healthy in their systems, though. Yeah. So I think he's grabbing whoever he can grab, and then taking whatever is good in their bodies. Sure. Right. You know. Yeah. So if you're a smoker, he's not going to take your lungs, but he might. But he'll take your your heart, or he'll take not heart, but he'll take your pancreas or whatever. I mean, smoking fucks everything <laughs> up, though. You you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That was a bad example. You get what I'm saying? Though. Right. Like like he's taking whatever is good in your system. Mm-hmm. That's all. I don't think he's very. Like picky as to who he takes. Sure. Um, I I just thought that I I thought his like whole motivation behind it was kind of corny. Uh, like I, like oh like 
at, at one point in time, some people decided that my daughter didn't decide to live. So now I'm harvesting the organs of innocent people so that other people can live. Like, that's just, it was just like janky. Sure, like, sure. I was like, okay, this is kind of dumb. And then, um, like, the whole, like, they never really explained Jody at all. Mm-hmm. Like why she's just the sister of Danny? Yeah, like like why does she like to torture and kill people? Like why does no, she have a lightsaber? Why does she have a <laughs> lightsaber? <laughs> it was a what, what was that? It was like a taser baseball. It was bat like a baseball. Yeah, that she used terribly. She yeah. never got a hit off on it. It wasn't until she used it. Whoever once. it was at she the very it, end got it. She used it effectively once. Well, it got used against her way better than she ever used it. But then there was the scene where, like, they they cut out uh, Emil Hirsch's eyes. Oh, okay. So, okay. So that brings me to the point where this is where the movie changed for me. What? Like you, you the whole movie that went up until they got caught, right? Yeah. The second that they got caught, that's to me when the second part of the movie started. And that was the part of the movie that I fell in love with. Like, I didn't mind the first part. It was fine. It was it was whatever. It was it was what it was. It was a story set up and all that. Once they cross the threshold where they get caught, and um, I think it's Emil Hirsch. He he wakes up. Is it Emil Hirsch where he wakes up or whatever, and his whole body's splayed open, and there's just tubes going everywhere. That's his like, brother. It's his brother. That's it. Yeah. So it's his brother. And then, the, like, and then the grandpa comes in and takes his heart out. It goes from fucking zero to a hundred though, like that. Like it's so quick. It's like homeboy wakes up. He's his chest is splayed open. There's fucking tubes going into it. Like mm-hmm. this goes from a from a, a a hostage like thriller almost mm-hmm. right. Over like over the course of five seconds, it goes from that into full on horror. Yeah, like, they don't really build to it at all, and I love that about it. I thought that was like it was really cool because it just it took you from one place to another like really quickly. Mm-hmm. You some might say that that's a lack of like story building or a lack of whatever. Like it just like doesn't know what it's supposed to be. I don't see it that way. I I see it as it just it just kind of mind fucks you. Like really, really quickly, and then Emil Hirsch is down there, and he gets his eyes cut out. And it's like, I feel like the brutality of the second part of this movie. Never mind the story, never mind the dialogue, never mind that. Right? Like <clears throat> yeah. that's that's kind of half-assed through the entire movie. Mm-hmm. For me, what I really loved about this movie is that once the the gore and the violence started, it just didn't let up at all. And the characters that get it good, they fucking get it good. Like it's it's unrel like unrelentless, like for all these characters. I just didn't I I just I loved it. Like there was not <laughs> there was nothing that impressive about it to me. Like Emil Emil Hirsch gets his eyes his eyeballs cut out. That's enough to like end a character right then and there. But then no, he's blind, and then he's taken into a room where he has to play cat and mouse with the big bitch. And he tries but she just fucking takes him out like helpless Emil Hirsch. Like he just gets like ceremoniously beaten in this room while he can't see with his eyes ripped out. Like it's fucking brutal. I don't know. It just <laughs> it's wasn't super brutal. I was just watching. I was like almost bored with that scene. What? Yeah. Oh, you're crazy. I don't know. Like it was I was so just, fun. <laughs> I, 
it was it was fine. It was just like okay, like let's just let's get this over well, with. And then like, you and then you have her at the end, the, the the big gigantic woman at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Like they put her through like the seven stages of hell. <laughs> they really do. Like every time you think that she's dead, yeah, she just keeps coming back, and they just torture her and torture her and torture her. Dude, so much. I was of, like, oh my god, so much <laughs> of that was so fun. Like they. Uh, so she finally convinces um, Danny, like, hey, these people are bad for yeah, you. Yeah, they're on the let's table. Get out before, of here. before a lot of this happens. Cody, table, Cody's yeah. been split open. Like, he's been, the like, the grandpa was getting ready to, to like, split yep. his whole. Oh, actually, he had cut him from sternum to belly button, and he had, uh, like, the, the spreader in him. And he was about to harvest his internal organs. And then... In fairness, it was only his skin that was ripped. It wasn't like his chest opened yet. Well, it was you just could skin. you could see his internal organs, which means he would have had to cut through the muscle as sure. well. Oh yeah, which means that Stephen Dorff would not have been able to get up and fight. Fuck you, Stephen Dorff can staple his stomach <laughs> together and then have a full on fight scene. He's, I don't care what you say. <laughs> he's got he's got the power of blue e cigarettes <laughs> coursing through his veins. <laughs> So he gets splayed open. That was kind of cool. But then, so uh, she's laying on the table. Danny ends up kind of like scooting a tray over to her so she can get the scalpel so she can cut herself free. She cuts herself free and she ends up fucking murdering the grandpa with a with an air tank which was pretty cool his head just gets pulverized i was about like i'm like i don't care how pressurized that air tank is i don't think that it would do that (laughs) it's just like in freddy versus jason when he's flicking the this one was a bit more unrealistic though (laughs) even than freddy versus jason (laughs) well especially since you couldn't just hit the top of an air tank and have the whole thing collapse there's no aiming in the top of an air tank. No, <laughs> sure, yeah. like, even if you could hit off the nozzle like that, there's no aiming that kind of thing. And even if it hit a person, it would have just ricocheted off their head. It would not have picked them up, dragged them back to a wall, and then exploded their head. Until you, <laughs> until you watch this in real life, I don't think you know that for sure. Fair. Um, so Grandpa's dead. His head is pulverized. Um, now, basically, you have Cody, who's splayed open. You have... Uh, why do I keep forgetting her name? Is it Grace? Yep. You have Grace who is uh, ready to get the hell out with Danny. Danny has changed his mind about his family. He mm-hmm. wants to get the hell out. They they staple up Stephen Dorff's belly. And he says, I'm going to buy you some time. Get out of here. They leave. They're gone for... They crawl through a, a vent. And they're gone for like seven minutes while he's fighting Jody. And then... In that seven minutes that he's being murdered by Jody, they managed to make it three feet away from the room <laughs> because all Jody has to do is punch through the wall and grab yep. Grace and pull her back through the wall. Pretty much. So that was annoying. And then once they get up, like the the chase scene at the end, the foot chase. These are, you know how like there's the there's the infamous, uh, not infamous, but there's the story about how uh, Gunnar Hansen had to basically like 
slow down his his uh, his run and like wave the chainsaw around yeah. and do all sorts of yeah. theatrics because the girl he was chasing was so incredibly slow in real life. Ghoul. This fucking this foot chase scene at the end of this movie, <laughs> they were basically walking slowly. I didn't care. I loved the progression of this whole ending sequence. I loved it. It I was did. like her get, Jody getting the acid fucking oh, thrown on her face was really cool she pulls her own eye out again why does she, like when she I, screams why does she sound like she has three sets of vocal cords i have no idea i don't know i actually i here's the thing i thought that like i thought that the the throwing they they, they the fact that there's five or 50 gallon jugs of acid around makes sense because they're already burning bodies and yeah they're melting to get bodies rid of them, sure, right? yeah so that may that actually does make sense of course yeah the fact that like Jody is climbing up a ladder down a small hatch, right, and then they just pour acid down this tiny hole so everything hits her, yeah, was brutal. Yeah. I, I thought that was like holy oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, let's let let's go through this whole Jody scene at the end. Okay, okay. <laughs> first she gets acid dumped on her. Mm-hmm. Her face is melted off, mm-hmm. and it's brutal. She looking. pulls her own eyeball out. <laughs> the eyeball was. I I had a thought. I go. I wonder if they had her pull the eyeball off of her face simply because it looked so fake. Because it was bad. Of all the practical effects of this movie, that was the one thing where yeah. I was like, that looks terrible. Yeah. Like, so I almost wonder if there was like, just pull it off. We don't, it we looked don't like need a to toxic it. Avengers eyeball. It did, it did. So she pulled her eyeball off. And then she she gets out or whatever. And then uh, she gets shot six times with a dark gun. Barely goes down because you know she's a big bitch. Mm-hmm. Not gonna go down off one. She gets that error, and then she falls down, gets her face wrapped up in in barbed wire, which looked fucking brutal as well. Yep. She got melted face yep. with barbed wire mm-hmm. digging into her exposed fe- flesh. Yeah, and then she stops, sort of stops moving. You think, okay, this is the end of it. Oh no, there's a switch over at the other end <laughs> that I'm thinking is, oh, this must be an electric fence. They're going to electrify her, right? Yeah, no. Oh no, 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 no. It was no, to no. wrap the This was the fence wrap. Yeah. So it in in incredibly slow motion starts pulling the the barbed wire mm-hmm. that it just starts contorting and ripping her this poor woman has gone through so much. Well, I almost don't even care that she's a bad guy. I just felt bad for her on a human level at this point. So I didn't feel bad. Like, oh my god. I this was the part this was the part of the end of the movie where I was just like, okay, her her death scene was <laughs> awesome. Like that it was, was that was a really cool creative like I'd never seen I just had never seen anything like that before. Like she gets pulled into this and she's almost like in a jesus pose like a crucifix position um yeah she's pulled into this her arms are out and then eventually (laughs) like why did grace feel the need to get up and stab her with the scythe i have no idea like she was already gonna get the, the 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 barbed wire was gonna explode her head no matter what yeah grace gets up and stabs her with a scythe yeah, that's another thing. She gets stabbed. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> and then she explodes, like, blood everywhere. Grace gets covered in her blood needlessly. Because, like, you could have gotten up and backed up three feet. But uh, that was the what, like that was the one kind of 
for the end of the movie, that was like the saving grace for me. I was like, okay, Jody's death was fucking. You could sweet. literally feel her body getting ripped <laughs> yeah. apart. Though. Like it was, it was uncomfortable yeah. to watch. It, it was, was nuts. It was pretty brutal. Maybe one of the the best kills that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would agree. With legitimately. That. Aside from what you think about the story of this movie, mm-hmm. excuse me, the visuals of this movie were incredible, like absolutely incredible. They did such a good job with it. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know? I yeah. I don't know. It was just like I, I just like there was nothing like crazy impressive to me. Oh my gosh! See, I loved it. it I looked, really did. It looked, it looked good, and, and but they, what the fuck is he doing dude is he humping the door no he's scratching <laughs> at it but i don't know why he's going crazy there's somebody up there some breaking into your house no no if, he, if there was somebody breaking into the house he'd be barking at them um what the hell are we talking about i yeah i don't know i just like i i don't know like i i was watching it the whole time and i was just like i don't know i don't know nothing is like really grabbing my attention about this movie like this movie like uh what was the what was the movie that it kept making me think of? Um, the uh, uh, the French movie Frontiers. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Ooh. I get Frontiers and High Tension mixed up a lot. Yeah. No. High Tension was like a home I, home yeah, invasion. Which movie. Which one was Frontiers? Frontiers was uh there was uh, like some young people fleeing. They were like young criminals, robbers. I don't remember what they what their crime was, but they were fleeing from paris and uh they ended up at this house in the middle of nowhere and it ended up being run by like the house was uh like a neo-nazi house okay but it was like this it was like they just showed up thinking like oh it's just a place for us to stay or like um and it was it was it, it fell right in line with our topic for tonight like bad guys who end up sad guys sure cuz they're criminals to begin with and then they end up in this house in the middle of nowhere and it's just like pure psychological torment for the entire movie I don't remember and I know I've watched vici- it I don't like, remember it viciously though. violent and so like I don't know just like over the top freaky like uh, this this movie, I, I kept thinking like I wish this this movie was that movie because really okay oh yeah because I like just in terms of in terms of what this movie was trying to be, which is like oh these criminals show up and it turns out the real bad guys are out here. Frontiers, I I think did that way better. That's fair. Um, that's fair. I get that. I don't know. It's just I don't know. It was like a it was like a combination of things for me in this movie where I was just like, eh, like by the end of it, I was just like, yeah, that was all right. I and just, there was some like there was like a like a few cool redeeming scenes, but there was nothing about the movie that just made me think like, oh, this movie's fucking awesome, you know? Yeah, totally fair. I I get that. I just I feel like I look at these like later two thousands horror movies. And I just like I can't help but feel like that was a really good time. It was a very underappreciated time. Well, this movie was twenty from twenty. Yeah, this movie just came out last no, year. No, but <laughs> I'm but I'm but what I'm realizing is that it reminds me a lot of those types of movies. Especially, I mean, we talked we just talked about one from from then earlier, Splinter. Like 
this movie kind of reminds me of that kind of movie that was made back in that era where you had like money put behind them. Yeah. They were made for basically like DVD distribution, but they knew they would do well because that's just what was hot at the time. Like this strikes me as the kind of movie that would have done well in the late 2000s. Well, I think it does. you're I think you're I think you're right, like cuz uh high tension high tension was 2006, yeah. 2005, 2006. That kind of fell right into the sort same sort of feel. Frontiers was 2007, I think. Mm-hmm. I think you're right that it would have. But there's fit. a lot of movies like this that just kind of felt the same. It would have fit right in and inside. I think inside kind of reminds me of that this, that same kind of vibe too. That this was movie like reminds the late, me a lot of Wolf Creek as well, which was also right a same late time. 2000s movie. Yeah, I yeah I think you're right. Like it's it was trying to capture that same sort of essence. I think it did. I just don't. I don't. I. I, we I we feel strongly like was, disagree on this, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah. I just I I like this movie a lot. I had a really good time with it. I thought that it it checked off all the boxes that I want for this type of movie. Mm-hmm. Is it is it a an amazing movie? I'm not I, no like it's not it's not the best movie ever made, but like it's fun. You can put it on if you're if you're a genre fan, if you're a like a thriller fan. Like this movie's listed on IMDb as a thriller drama. Really? Which I think is so mislabeled. <laughs> That's stupid. It's a, this is a horror movie. It's a genre yeah. movie through and through. Yeah, for sure. And if you like those kind of movies that it's, it's more like action drama mixed with your horror, then yes, 100%. That's what this is. Yeah. And I think it's great. I think it works. I think it's perfect. I think it's everything that it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Are there better versions of this movie that could have been made? Sure. There's better versions of every movie that could have been made. Mm-hmm. But like, I just, I don't know. I like this one a lot. I did. That's, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was admirable. I liked the main characters. I liked the story. I like random, excuse me, gruesome <laughs> violence at the ends of movies. Like I, I don't know. It just it checked all my boxes. I would. Uh, I would on a on a scale of one to awesome. I would put this one squarely in. I would say like super okay. Really? That's it? Yeah. Not even good, huh? No, super okay. I'd go okay plus. Okay plus? Okay plus. So, it's, I mean, that's only like one grade above, above what I'm saying. Yeah, well, it, it's still better. You wouldn't I, even say good? Oh, I, I meant good plus. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, you, good wait, plus. What, did you, what did you say? I said super okay. Yeah, sorry. I meant good plus. Okay. I meant good plus. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, because I really did enjoy this. I did. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I, I, there, are there things that would change? Yes. Yeah, I would didn't. The, uh, would I, the main girl have a weird lightsaber that she didn't know how to use? No. I'd ever use something <laughs> more practical, like a, like a pig sticker, you know, or a cattle, like a cattle, cattle prod. prod. Something like that would make more sense. They're yeah. on a farm. Yeah. That was a very bizarre. It. The thing is, is like if what, you're gonna have she- if you're gonna have an awesome weapon like that, like make there's, it make it prominent. You know, there's there's a scene in the movie where they're trying to get away, and this this big woman reaches through the drywall and pulls the character th- literally through the wall. Yeah. A, how did she know where he was? That's what I already said. B. Why why did she pull him into a rave? All the lights in that <laughs> in that room for no reason were all strobing and flashing. Like 
Is it the worst wired fluorescent light tube room you've ever seen? Or was there a rave going on? What was what was happening? And that guy was doing heart <laughs> surgery in that room. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck was happening? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Um I don't know. Yeah, I no. I thought I there was like there was cool characters. I thought Jody was a cool character and compelling, but like sure, but like when you have a compelling character, uh, tell me more about her. You know, like I don't know. Like the Absolutely. the the doctor was just so vague. Like oh, like some people decided my daughter didn't deserve to live. What happened? Right. Yep. And why does Jody? Why is Jody seven feet tall? We also and don't why know, is she wearing that shit on her face? We like, also don't understand her backstory. We never understand uh, uh, what's his name's backstory. Yeah, uh, 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 Cody. Cody's backstory. We we really don't I mean, yeah, get like much. You, you kind of have everything you need like, from Cody. He was he's an ex military guy, an ex army ranger who I think got fed up with the system. Yeah. Something happened, he got fed up or whatever, sure. and used his training to do what he does now. Sure. I get that, but like what happened? Like what made him feel that way, you know? I don't know. I don't it's know. Not, it's not imperative, but yeah. from from a world building standpoint, I just wish that I would have known. That's yeah. all. It just this felt is why like novels are better. Yeah. This this movie Read was novels at our audible thing. <laughs> This movie is only what, like a buck twenty or something. Yeah, oh, it's a, it's a quick watch. Yeah. It's like you could have added another fifteen minutes. I round, it. rounded out some of the characters a little bit. Yeah, I, I watched this movie this morning at six a.m. before the wife got up. I, like, watched, <laughs> I watched I watched Splinter at five a.m. Were you already awake or did you wake up? Those are. Oh, like was I already awake? As in, like I had you had stayed not gone. Up. Yeah, you had not gone. No, to bed I yet. had gone to bed. Gotcha. And then I got up at four, and then I get up at four these days. Why? Uh, it's just do you set an alarm for that, or do you just wake up then? It's just when my body wakes me up. So yeah. I, uh, you know how I usually I used to stay up until four every night. Yes. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can acknowledge me here. Uh. I was drinking. Thank you very much. I kind of think of it as like a like a snake eating its own tail, sort of. Like I used that, to. That I used, pivot point just keeps moving. Well, I used <laughs> to. I used to stay up until four every night, but I was getting up, like I would stay up until four, and then I would get up at seven to take my kids to school, and it got to the point where I just like didn't sleep for a few days, and then my body started shutting down at about eleven, and then it started shutting down at ten. And now my body shuts down at like, t- so now I'm now Sounds I'm very healthy. Well, no, it was <laughs> it was very unhealthy for a couple of years, but now I'm like I'm actually going to bed at like ten every night. Not and, tonight. And then I get up at four thirty. Not tonight. Not tomorrow. And uh, it's kind of cool. All right, James. Now I have like three hours in the morning before my kids wake up. Yes. I'm trying. I'm trying to end the episode here because we're uh, a buck twenty two in or two twenty two in. Already. Two bucks and twenty two yeah. in. That's your fault. What the fuck? Why is it my fault? Because you wouldn't stop talking about how much you love this shit movie so much. Uh, it was terrible. <laughs> Finally, we agree. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, that was uh, the price we pay and Splinter. Yes. Watch them both. Yes. Tell me if I'm wrong. You are. I might be. Who knows? 
We, uh, yeah, if you want to find us before next week, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. We're on all major streaming sites and Audible. Hey. Hey, now. Check out our Audible link. Uh, all streaming sites, though, at the Buzzkill Podcast. We're also on Audible at audibletrial.com slash the Buzzkill Podcast. Yeah. Our free book, just put it in our code. Or go to that website or whatever, and uh, you'll get some free books to a, sign up for. Get a free book, and what should the people yeah. listen to when they get a free book? I'm reading Ready Player Two. So if you've never read that one, read Ready Player One. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, we're we going to record another thing? Nah, we'll see. Okay. Okay. Uh, cheers, Michael. I'll see you in five minutes. Yes, sir. And we'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Adios. Bye.